1: Hey, Muller junkies, this is A.G., and I'd like to thank Third Love for supporting Muller, she wrote. Third Love knows there's a perfect bra for everyone, so right now they're offering our listeners 15% off their first order. So go to thirdlove.com A.G. now to find your perfect fitting bra and get 15% off your purchase. I'd also like to thank Scentbird, a luxury perfume subscription service, for supporting Muller, she wrote. Go to Scentbird.com slash AG and use code AG at checkout for 50% off your first month. You'll be glad you did.
0: So to be clear, Mr. Trump has no financial relationships with any Russian oligarchs.
2: That's what he said. That's what I said. That's obviously what our position is.
3: No, Mr. Green. Communism is just a red herring. Like all members of the oldest profession, I'm a capitalist.
1: Hello, welcome to Mueller, She Wrote. I'm your anonymous host, A.G., and with me as always is Julissa Johnson. Hello. And Jordan Coburn. Hello. And we are coming to you from the beautiful hotel, name redacted here in Los Angeles. <laughs> For Politicon, um, we have an amazing show for you this week. We are recording this from Politicon, so if, if the sound quality is a little bit different, it's because we've got this little mobile rig set up in our in our room here, and then we're going to be recording some stuff from the floor. Um, we'll have all kinds of pop-in guests today. Jordan uh, is going to cover Trump's incredible interviews uh, this week.
5: <laughs> Was it just the Leslie Stahl
1: one that you're covering? Yeah, the 60-minute yeah. interview. It, it's 60 minutes is enough
5: oh, It's honestly a masterpiece as far as Trump is concerned Definitely,
1: mm-hmm. They should call it the 60 year interview yeah. It just seems forever when he's on there
5: By masterpiece, I'm sorry, I have to clarify I mean a perfect amalgamation of all of his faults Oh yeah, in yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. one place it, That's all I mean. it's, yeah, yeah. it's his one magnum opus
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah. R- Absolutely ridiculous and My magnum opus I can't even imagine him saying those words um and uh, Jalisa, let's see. You're gonna cover uh Kushner's taxes now, cause remember a couple. I think it was maybe last week or the week before. Time goes so oddly. Yes. Um. What is time? <laughs> uh. But he, you know, that had that whole New York Times 26 page article on on Trump. And his father giving him a billion dollars over his life and never paying taxes mm-hmm. and, and all these tax schemes and stuff. Well, they did one on Kushner. Oh, this yeah. week, So you're going to cover that for us. I'm going to talk about the, the recent arrest of who I consider to be a hero within the Treasury Department that leaked some suspicious activity reports to the press. Uh, and the connection I found to previous reporting that, that we've done here on the show from Ronan Farrow. First, though, I have some corrections. Um, I referred to Brian Kemp, the uh, piece of shit Georgia Secretary of State overseeing his own election and actively oppressing voters in, in his race against Stacey Abrams for governor. I kept calling him Matt Kemp, um, who's actually number 27 left fielder for the Dodgers. Six foot four, 210, drafted in the third round in 2003. Totally different guy. Um, sorry, Matt Kemp. I didn't mean to get you confused. Uh, he was with the Padres for a minute.
0: Oh, what Our a coincidence. Our little
1: home yeah. team. I think he had a nice butt, if I remember. Mm. Anyway, um, that's objectification of men, which is fine with me. Also, (laughs) um, while talking about the Alpha Bank communications with the Trump Tower server, I had mistakenly said that the Trump domain was taken down within hours of the New York Times publishing a story, when actually it was taken down within hours of the New York Times reaching out to Alpha Bank for for questions. Oh, yeah. So good catch there. That was a slight little thing and, mm-hmm. and uh, but you're absolutely right and yeah. and I was like, oh, ooh, yeah, 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 they didn't publish the story. They just called and asked questions and that's when the domain name came down. Within hours Yeah so, our listeners are smart man They are it. They're on top of us they, What do you even need us for If you know that um,
6: <laughs>
1: <laughs> So yeah anyway Good catch Always you guys are free uh, To send us corrections Hello at Muller She Wrote <clears throat> If you hear anything um, And you guys may have noticed That we have a full ad card now So if you want to get Ad free episodes You can become a patron By visiting Patreon.com Slash She Wrote Totes worth it um, You get all the bonus episodes You unlock all of them. There's like 80 now
5: Also totes Totes. Uh, yep. And, uh, totes are totes worth
1: it. <laughs> <laughs> totes. Muller, she totes. Um, the newsletter, you get the newsletter, the book club, my show notes. Um, you'll, you'll be supporting independent journalism and women in podcasting. Very uh, important things to support as far as I'm concerned. Uh, not just because I do it. Um, but we have a lot of stuff to get to. So let's jump in with just the facts. All right, so all the way back to last weekend uh, when we were recording... The New York Times dropped another bomb on the administration saying Kushner paid no federal income tax for years. and Angelica will have details on that for us later in the show. Kushner's going to pop up a lot this week. Oh yeah. I can't wait for that guy to go down.
0: His dad too. Got a little bit about that in the article.
1: Oh good. Yeah. Remember when we had uh, I think we had Dworkin on and he and he his, his picks for the fantasy indictment league. Mm, he has Papa Charles Kush. Kushner, yeah, yeah, Papa Kush. <laughs> Sounds like a weed strain. It over. does. It should yeah. be one now. Yeah.
5: I feel like uh, corrupt billionaires sell their sons off to other fo- families. That's so what it looks like. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's
1: like go be with the Trumps. <laughs> be with the Trumps Do and the b- work for us and yeah. the Bin Salmans. Yeah. Enjoy. Um, then let's see. Sunday, a paper in the United Kingdom called the Sun, told us that Putin actually ordered uh, the Skripal Novichok hitman, that guy who you tried to kill the, uh, Skripal and his daughter. Um, he ordered him to assassinate Christopher Steele. The assassin's name is Alexander Mishkin. He's 39. He's like five years younger than me, baby. <laughs> and he used the alias Alexander Petrov. Oh, very good cover up. I Petrov. would never know you were Russian.
6: <laughs> <laughs> Alexander <Yeah>.
1: Petrov. <laughs> nice. <laughs> you couldn't have just been like Bob Smith. No. Yeah. no you'll never know. It's me. <clears throat> That's the dumbest alias ever.
5: Oh, yeah. It's a walking through the front door tactic. Definitely, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Way
1: way to not seem Russian. You could have just gone with Alexander Mishkin. I don't understand. (laughs) Anyway, um, so he used an alias, um, Alexander Petrov, uh, for the botched hit on the Skripals, and and then last week it was unmasked that Mishkin's accomplice uh, is actually a Russian spy chief, and his name is Anatoly Chapiga. and Mishkin is a doctor that works for Russia's military intelligence agency. So it appears Mishnik plotted to use Novichok on Christopher Steele uh, a year before the Skripal attack and, uh, on the, and on the direct orders of Vladimir Putin. That's frightening. That's I'm not, insane, yeah. I'm not surprised. I know that um, Bill Browder is a, probably, like, I, Steele must be a badass to have gone this far without along without having, Still, he's still with he's us. He's still
0: alive. Yeah. He went into hiding, but yeah, he's smart. He's very smart. <clears throat> yeah, I suppose if you're, well, Skripal was a spy too. I don't know didn't still went in the hiding but i think he's out now isn't he definitely out yeah 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 but this is like you're saying a, a recent thing or is this just a follow-up of when he was on the list it was him? a year before Skripal.
1: okay um, so it's been a little and while he's yeah, been
0: yeah. he's been trying i guess and he keeps missing so that's gotta mm.
1: upset him <laughs>
5: just imagine <laughs> missiles just ah ah
1: missed again pac-man in my head for some reason um, also Sunday Trump appeared in an interview with Leslie Stahl in 60 Minutes um, he, th- he thinks he did well and that's hilarious Jordan has that story uh, coming up a little later it's- it's, again, his masterpiece. Mm-hmm. Uh, then Monday, we saw our friend Scott Stedman's name in the mainstream media. It's about time his name started popping up. We've had him on the pod a few times. He's 22. He just graduated college. Um, and he's just a cool kid. Incredible. But a couple weeks back and a few months ago, we had him on to talk about Simone Mangiante because we've always been skeptical about who she really is. So, Simona Mangiante is uh, a supposedly uh, an Italian woman who is the fiancé of, uh, of uh, Papadopoulos. Mm-hmm um coffee boy and um <laughs> she has ties to mifsud and um she just always her accent always seemed off to me um and you know i'm not an expert or anything but it just didn't seem right uh and and he he came on um steadman came on the show and you know we talked uh, at length about some of the lies that are inconsistencies in her story about where she's from and what she does and how old she is and mm-hmm. uh he's got some really close familial sources uh in his in his pocket about about that story but then you know also we had seth abramson on and we're going to have him on again soon um his book proof of occlusion is coming out soon and um he wanted to come on and say hi again he actually came on in in march or he he well he put out a tweet and we had him on a little bit later but uh he put out a tweet that uh it was really interesting that when papadopoulos was in italy um Probably meeting with Putin allies. Uh, Dara Pasca's, you know, like Dara Pasca, the yacht man. Mm-hmm. His yacht was parked off shore when um, when he was there when Dop was there. And uh, I just I just have this like party boat image in my head of Dara Pasca with a bunch of young sex coaches because <laughs> Nastya Rybka was with him for a long time. Um, she's the one who she's the sex coach mm-hmm. who ended up in a Thai jail for um, apparently. Uh, Soliciting sex in Thailand, which no one ever does, and um, (laughs) (laughs) like the capital of that.
6: Oh
0: yeah,
1: it's like getting arrested in Vegas for gambling, right? Or Amsterdam for weed. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) So, um, but she took a video on uh, Deripaska's yacht when when it was in Norway, uh, showing Deripaska talking to the prime minister of Russia after he had just flown from russia to pick up the prime minister and before that he was in newark new jersey where manafort was meeting with kalimnik hmm. and kalimnik is kind of the go-between and and the reason is manafort owed Deripaska like 18 or 19 million dollars Deripaska actually sued him twice uh for that money but then when manafort got the job for free working, all good then, working yeah. with trump yeah. he dropped mm-hmm. the lawsuits right and there's actual written documentary evidence showing that manafort was trying to make whole the debt with uh that's Daripaska. right yeah yeah so his can we make whole with briefings and so all that went down so that's Pasca and he's kind of got this penchant for young sex coaches yeah yeah um and uh i you know more power to you ladies but that's kind of his gig <laughs> and his i, thing, yeah. I uh, and so when when seth brought that up that that he was offshore when um Papadop was in italy and i'm wondering if that's when he met mangiante and so I had I just cooked it up in my head, and this is total speculation, that Mangiante is one of Dara yacht ladies.
6: Oh shit.
1: And uh is probably Slovakian and a Russian asset, and she used to work for MIFSUD, and so like I put that I put all that together in my head, uh, because I'm weird. But Hella beans, yeah. <laughs>
5: Hella beans.
1: <clears throat> so anyway, this year or of this week I should say, ABC picked up the story and reported that Mangiante provided Um, ABC with a picture of her Italian passport because ABC was asking questions when Scott Stedman started poking around Mm -hmm. ABC picked it up and said we need to ask so she sent a picture of her passport which and that just raised more questions than it answered something was weird about it and eventually she acknowledged that she doctored her age on the passport. Which says um, she's 34, but she's actually 37.
5: How do you even do that? Like in Photoshop, she doctored it or she actually mm. got like a, she didn't get a fake passport. That'd be funny.
1: The if picture she, was doctored. Yeah. yeah okay. I, 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 you know, I don't really know exactly. All it says is it was doctored.
0: Which is so weird for just a random woman, <coughs> just an innocent wife, a fiance. To yes. Doctor her, her passport. A student and
1: a lawyer intern. Yeah. Like we all do. <laughs> she lied about too. She never worked for that law firm. Right. Right. The law firm was like, no, she's never been here, and she's like, yes, I was, and I was an intern. They don't keep records for that, and they're like, they yeah, said in yeah, no capacity, yeah, they're like we do keep records, and you've never been here, mm-hmm.
6: yeah,
5: at a law firm where they have really important classified information. I not say classified, <laughs> but, but just you know, important. protected, yeah, yeah that's that's what they do. Yeah, <laughs> three years is such a weird way to. It's a weird number to lie about your age, too. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Only three
0: years. And
1: and Scott Stedman had her marriage certificate showing a different date of birth than her passport. Um, she said, and then she admitted to it. She copped to it. She said she did it because she wants to appear younger so she can have a career in Hollywood as an
0: actress. <laughs> nope. Not buying it. Personally. Um,
1: three years. And by the way, 34, are, you're already dead in Hollywood. So Thank it's you. It's not going to make yeah. a difference. It's yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> just so, unless you're Matt Kemp from the Dodgers. He had a great career. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
5: Not everybody's Betty White, I guess. Well on into his 30s. She wants a career in D.C. as an actor. Oh, there you go. Yeah, yeah. She's yeah, uh, a Russian actor.
1: <laughs> um, so anyway, Mueller's been asking her if she's concealing any ties to the Kremlin because both her and Papadop have ties to Mifsud, like I said who was acting as a Russian agent at the time. And Mifsud is still missing and he could be deceased. We don't know where he is. He hasn't popped up on the radar yet. Mm. I I really hope that like Mueller has him in a safe house somewhere. He's going to like reveal the whole thing. But now I'm getting way
0: speculative. Mm -hmm. Uh, He's going to
5: reunite with his son.
0: Aww. (laughs) Aww. They're camping together. Father, son, camping trip. Baby's like nine months (laughs) old. And where's that baby from? No, I'm kidding. Good point. Yeah. Uh, Also on Tuesday. No, excuse me. We haven't
1: started Tuesday yet. We're going to start it now. Tuesday, Manafort asked if he could pretty please appear in court this past Friday in a suit, and crazy Judge Alice told him, hell no. <laughs> um, if everyone else has to wear the prison jumpsuit to hearings, so does he. Um, basically, if you're um, going to a jury trial, you can wear a suit, because they don't want to kind of taint the jury with a guilty, you're guilty feeling by making you wear a prison outfit. Right. Like, you march somebody out in stripes, you're going to be like, mm, I don't know if that guy... And so we're very big... On innocent until proven guilty but it's kind of a thing yeah yeah but when you're already a felon <laughs> and you're, you're you're appearing at trial you get to look guilty as fuck yeah. so they made him wear his jumpsuit he
0: literally pled guilty like what he wants a suit <laughs> yeah it's ridiculous
1: so um yeah and and i thought that that was a nice touch even though ellis is a little off his rocker sometimes yeah. but like his his point was that justice is for all it's the same and whether you're you know somebody who stole you know i don't know 50 bucks from your neighbor or whether you're somebody who stole 60 million dollars from america you <laughs> you're same, gotta yeah. wear the same clothes totally. so. i love that yeah and and we'll have a little bit more on manafort um later in the show because his hearing was friday and we'll go over that nice uh, also on tuesday the new york times published a story about the ongoing investigation into the murder not the disappearance the murder of wapo journalist jamal kashogji uh, this, that's the same day, by the way, that Pompeo That's Trump's Secretary of State Was all smiles in a meeting with uh, MBS, Mbissa, or mm-hmm. Mohammed Bonesaw <laughs> uh, I think that's going to be his name from now yeah. on um, The story is that This past summer, Saudi Arabia promised Trump $100 million For American efforts to stabilize Syria And that money landed in American Accounts on Tuesday That's the same day Mohammed Bonesaw met with Pompeo In Riyadh This looks like a bribe to me Uh, and when we flip the house, you can bet there will be investigations into whether or not Trump was complicit in, in G's murder. And now, um, there's news reports coming out just kind of as we're recording this, that Kushner could be, could be involved. And I'm not surprised at all because back in, let's see, was it, uh, March of this year in episode 21, actually, Mm. it's a long time ago. Yeah. Um, we did a story that came out in the Intercept that reported that MBS said he had Jer- Jared Kushner in his pocket. He, that's right. He yeah. bragged to M- MBZ, Mbiza, mm-hmm. <clears throat> That's um, that, that he. That's the um, UAE guy. Yeah. And MBS is the Saudi Arabia guy. He he bragged that he had Kushner in his pocket. That was after Kushner made an unannounced trip to Riyadh la- the year before, and apparently Kushner briefed the crown prince on all Saudi leaders that were disloyal to the crown. Uh, and they were subsequently expelled. It's also important to note that the White House hosted the Crown Prince of Saudi Arabia uh, back in March, Ugh. and and that giving of intel and probably trying to get money to pay off his building, he still owed one point four or one point eight billion yep. on 666 Sixth Fifth Avenue and at that time. They bought it. Cutter mm-hmm. uh, actually ended oh, up yeah, yeah, funding yeah, right. it, which is an enemy of Saudi Arabia. So, which is so I don't know what game he's playing, but. The money game. They only care about the mo- money. The money game. Yeah, the who pays off my hotel game. Monopoly. <laughs>
5: <laughs> <laughs>
0: Just real life Monopoly. Yeah.
5: God, you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what it is. Except there's more rules followed
0: in Monopoly. There are way more rules. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I don't murder remember. Murder someone in
5: Monopoly. I don't remember in Monopoly
1: laundering money to pad the receipts to raise rent. Well, oh,
0: that's passing uh, 200 or passing go. And you collect 200. Oh. <laughs> you're oh. funneling the money every time. <laughs> yeah. The go to jail part's real though. Yeah. That's real life, yeah. yeah. For two Hopefully. seconds until you roll the dice again. <laughs> Those yeah. rules need to be changed. <laughs>
1: <laughs> now, wait. What are we talking about? Real life? I or don't even know anymore. <laughs> it's
0: all the
5: same, man. <laughs>
6: it's all the same. <laughs>
1: Uh, Then on to Wednesday, when Bloomberg's Shannon Petty piece, along with uh, Farrell and Strom, wrote a piece on Mueller, saying he's ready to to deliver key findings in the Russia probe, according to sources. Two U.S. officials told Bloomberg that Mueller is expected to issue his findings on core aspects of the Trump-Russia investigation soon after the election, November 6th. Specifically, the investigation into collusion or conspiracy. we, We call it crimes of collusion because that's how it was referred to in the DOJ memo from Rosenstein that outlined the scope or defined the scope of the Mueller probe. Uh, and the obstruction piece as well. Now, that doesn't mean that the findings will be made public. He may reveal his findings only to his boss, Rosenstein. Rosenstein. <laughs> what have we landed on? I think it's Rosenstein. I think it depends Rosenstein. on their personality, or right? No. Like <laughs> yeah. Stein. Stein's it, nice, yeah. Wait, it's, it's,
5: but it's Feinstein. Yeah. Oh, so Rosenstein. Stein is a.
1: Yeah, there we go. Rosenstein. <laughs> Frankenstein. Uh, because he has the authority to decide what is relayed to Congress and what is publicly released. It's all up to him. Uh, We've all uh, heard that Trump is going to go nuclear after the elections and fire everyone, pretty much, (laughs) which makes the timing really crucial. Rosenstein himself this week had said he wants Mueller to wrap up the investigation. But he also said publicly on Friday that he supports the probe and called it independent. And and that makes the week after the election or the, the weeks following the election really pivotal in the investigation, though I'm sure Mueller knows Rosenstein and Sessions could be fired right after the election and that he's put in protections. Um, I was talking to David Priest. We're going to have him on the show in a couple weeks. His book's coming out. He's the ex uh, intelligence counterintelligence mm-hmm. expert.
0: Yeah,
1: and he was talking about some of the protections Mueller might have. In fact, he actually uh, we were talking that he he thinks that Mueller might actually have all some indictments ready to go, sealed and ready Ooh, to go.
0: Those blank ones, maybe. Yeah.
1: Uh, or well. Those were specifically calling in witnesses to the Manafort trial.
0: Okay, so these will be different. Yeah,
1: Yeah, these are different, but they're just under seal. And and they're like the ones for witnesses are usually like a page or two. And and maybe these ones are not. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) These are a little more complex. A little thicker, yeah. Um, So the sentencing for Flynn and Manafort are set for December. Actually, Manafort's has now moved and we'll talk about that in a minute. Uh, And uh, but Cohen's is as well. And uh, Mueller just recently has been talking to Cohen, not to mention he's waiting for those written responses, you know, to his questions from Trump. There's nothing stopping Trump from slow rolling those answers to those questions to buy time to fire everyone at the top of the DOJ so we can replace him with Brian Benchkowski and Matthew fucking Whitaker. (laughs) So we call him Matthew fucking Whitaker. I love that. Um, So these major aspects could be wrapped up by Thanksgiving, which cracks me up because remember last year when Trump's lawyers were demanding the probe be finished by Thanksgiving?
0: Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs)
1: Maybe they meant Thanksgiving twenty eighteen.
0: Yeah, yeah. Maybe <laughs> twenty twenty. <you'll>
1: see. <laughs> yeah, because we were all sitting there like, really, you want this to be wrapped up in four months, it's five ridiculous. months? Ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, when Benghazi took what three, four years? Something. Stupid. Watergate
0: was two years. Yeah, two. Three years. years.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're like, yeah, no, Thanksgiving next year. Maybe. I, in fact, I think that eighteen months is. Probably one of the... Considering the complexity of this investigation, that's fast.
5: Oh, yeah. yeah. And how they have Manafort and some of the most key people that they need. Mm -hmm.
1: He flipped everyone. Mm -hmm. Um, There's this really great article that came out this week comparing uh, the art of war to what Mueller has done. Oh, wow. In this investigation. You should check it out. It's really good. It's incredible, we will put it out in our newsletter. But, yeah, they're basically, you know, talking about how his... You know, his... Kind of his style is to... The way he basically did the Gotti case, you know, and uh, he... He worked with Jimmy the Bull Gravano, mm-hmm. a guy who murdered nineteen guys. Yes, which is nothing compared to what Gotti had done. Mm-mm. So he was willing and able to give a murderer, a, a guy who killed nineteen people, a break so that he could roll the big fish. And uh, that seems to be kind of what he's doing here, giving immunity to people like Nader, a child m- pornographer and yeah. complete a hole, you know. And it, but like he's he, this is how he sees justice this is how he views justice he views it in a very large picture and i think that you know sometimes you watch a show from beginning to end season one to season 10 and you're like did they have the ending in mind when they started the show and kind of worked their way to it right and I think that Muller did I think he knew exactly what he needed to do um, and how what his timeline was going to be and I think he set set the whole thing up and then he just followed I think maybe Manafort took longer to roll than he thought he would yeah yeah like really you dumb piece of shit <laughs> you, you still aren't going to cooperate
0: but he had everything he needed. all
1: right I'll put another trial in here we'll charge you with 10 more things and we, you yeah. know and finally Muller's been
0: here before we were talking about this in the hotel room earlier about how Mueller's basically done this with mobs you know mob yeah mm-hmm. yeah, yeah so he knows his game plan how to win Yeah. Yeah. No. yeah,
1: and he does it very, and and he also destroys the house from within mm-hmm. uh, by picking off loyalists. Yep, and flipping them. Cohen, it's already happened. Manafort, yep. Gates, and, and 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 then and that drives Trump to make crazy bigger mistakes. decisions. Yeah, yeah. So, these yeah.
5: people have much less loyalty than mobsters do too. Totally, <laughs> right? Like, yeah. what what are you going to do? They're willing to, to me? flip. Yeah, freaking rats or are snowflakes, tell you. man. They're rats. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. not a Jew thing. Please don't think that's no, a Jew no, thing. Definitely okay. not. Okay. No emails. Okay. <laughs> okay. Oh my you god. Ne- I know. I know. Why would anyone think that? I that's what does. I don't know, dude. I've I've, I've people are mean <laughs> people are bad. Yeah,
1: I guess. But you guys need to chill out about us. We're nice people. Yeah, yeah. Um, I appreciate the emails, but not always. Definitely. Uh we seriously think about the intent behind. Anyway, we I don't want to get into it. I love you. Um and please know we're good people. Uh, Then Wednesday, a Treasury official was charged in the leak of bank data about Manafort, Gates, and Butina, and I'll go over that later in the show. Wednesday night, McGahn left the White House. Surprisingly, uh, this got very little media coverage, I guess because people leaving the White House is pretty normal. Uh, but McGann is the White House Counsel that Trump treated as his personal attorney. When he, he's the actually he's actually the attorney for the people. And uh, as we know, McGann has been a key witness against Trump in the obstruction investigation. He spent over thirty hours talking to Mueller. McGann was there during the Sally Yates Flynn warning situation and during the Comey firing. Uh, and his lawyers, um, by the way, his McGann has a lawyer, and that guy is the same lawyer as Bannon and Priebus, which means they're all singing from the same sheet of music, which <laughs> yeah. can't be good for Trump. <laughs> And uh, their attorney's name is Burke And he was also the guy, just a sidebar He was the guy that uh, He's dubbed thousands of documents In the Kavanaugh confirmation as committee confidential He was the private lawyer that did that, so that's weird <laughs> But McGahn has uh, Stopped Trump from firing Mueller and, f- and he stopped Trump from trying to get Sessions to unrecuse himself, whatever the fuck That is <laughs> uh, And he was responsible for shepherding the nominations Of uh, both of Trump's SCOTUS picks uh, Gorsuch and Mm, Kavanaugh And now that Kavanaugh is confirmed I imagine his job was done And and so he's out Right But he left without much fanfare Uh, Maddow Maddow didn't do her wall Oh that's right She always busts out
0: the wall Yeah
1: Uh, Also Wednesday, we learned that Cohen had met with prosecutors investigating the Trump org and the Trump Foundation. So we knew he'd been talking with Mueller about Russia. He met with him a bunch of times. And now we're learning he's talking with the Southern District of New York prosecutors and the New York State Attorney General about their respective investigations into Trump's family businesses, including the Trump Organization and the Trump Foundation, which is his for-profit and his nonprofit, but they're both for-profits. Trump responded by belittling Cohen's role, saying, quote, he was in trouble for what he did for me. He was in trouble for what he did for other people. He represented me very little.
0: There's trouble on both sides is what he's trying to say. <laughs>
1: it's a very low level. And what he was is also a public relations person.
0: <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's
1: PR guy. <laughs> Pay off porn stars guy. Ooh, nice. Yeah, that's public relations, buddy? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Hmm. Uh, I a, mean what yeah. his
5: Relations are is all Relative <laughs> I suppose
0: You know what Pay off porn stars is Pops He's a little Acronym
5: there <laughs> yeah. oh. He's a popper It's not gonna stick It's not gonna
0: happen
1: <laughs> I could see where you were going though Thank you Alright See. let's see uh, Also Wednesday It appears that Glenn Simpson from Fusion GPS, remember this guy? And mm-hmm. his lawyers were back on the Hill, having been asked to appear in front of the House Judiciary on Tuesday. Simpson and his lawyer refused to answer questions. They're like, hell no. Saying the hearing was a farce and the House Republicans on the committee were simply trying to badger Simpson to obtain false evidence so they could bolster their false claims that the dossier, which Simpson worked to assemble with Christopher Steele, is not credible. They've been after this the whole time. This is their one thing they have like one thing left and this is it and, and it's still nothing has been unsubstantiated in the dossier but the republicans are saying um nothing's been substantiated and we're saying nothing's been disproven yeah um, we're just
0: we're on such opposite ends <laughs> I, I think we're uh, on the right side though. Personally. Yeah. yeah
1: well we are um but if Fo- it's funny a fox news reporter stopped the, his lawyers and little and simpson in the hall uh and asked if anything in the fake dossier had ever been substantiated like well, you know like what we're talking about like mm-hmm. that's their talking point this this fox news reporter this is her big thing so she's like has anything ever even been substanti- substantiated in the steel dossier and simpson's lawyer started naming people mentioned in the dossier that have been convicted for actions outlined in the dossier <laughs> <laughs> so he's like yeah people are being convicted People have pled guilty. People have gone to jail. Pretty substantial. Yeah. Yeah. So yes, many things have been substantiated. So she interrupted him, saying that they should stop focusing on the little things here and there. And then she had the gall to ask if anything had been unsubstantiated, like the spelling of Alpha Bank. To which Simpson's lawyer said, The president conspired with a foreign adversary to cheat in the 2016 (laughs) election. You just told me that felony convictions are insignificant details, been asked about the spelling of Alpha Bank. Yeah. Look at the big picture, lady. Like, he was mad. He's like, They conspired with Russia to cheat shut up seriously we're not answering your questions we sat for you know 20 hours and then 17 hours in you know it all, it's like just they there were like three or four different simpson interviews and we got we had all the, the transcripts we've we've talked about and we've gone over them with a fine tooth comb in past episodes and he's like shut up
0: mm-hmm. <laughs> and what about Kofif? people make mistakes yeah. true true we're all oh, human Kofifi. i say Kofifi, but yeah man i like i like all oh, yeah. the renditions Kofif. <laughs> <Fifth
5: A>. <laughs> 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 yeah, I think you're right. There's an yeah. extra V in there at the end, isn't there? Right. Cof, co- That's like a cross-examining Cofee. defense attorney, though, just trying to find <laughs> the most ridiculous details to Nitpicking. You know, somehow. Yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah. It's like the lady at the
1: Kavanaugh mm-hmm. thing. Like, uh, what you know. What was what was she on about the Oh, did you get paid Who paid for your lie detector test Exactly. Mm-hmm. When did, who paid for it When did they pay for it When they pay for it The
0: law firm usually pays. For, they already and knew this. And finally, the yeah.
1: lawyer just leans in and he goes, "We paid for it," which is normal. Mm-hmm.
0: Next question. Please move
1: on. Yeah, you piece of shit.
0: Yeah.
5: Also <laughs> the air uh, the airplane flights. Right. They were being really, are really... Are you afraid of flying?
1: Mm-hmm. What are you afraid of flying? Is well, it we're afraid of gone. flying? flying
0: like just to sowing fly, doubt. Fly? That's it. They don't have actual, you know, substantiated evidence. Just sowing doubt in people's minds, and it works. Yeah. It's so sad. It does, but that's what the guilty people always do. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. More Wednesday. Uh, Twitter
1: released a database of more than 10 million Russian tweets from almost 4,000 Russian troll accounts. They've been coming out with these reports since last year on Twitter, starting their first report was 201 accounts. 201 Russian accounts, and that was in September of 2017. And then, uh, oh, there's a few more, like 400. We had like 1.4 million tweets, and they said that in October of 2017. Now, a year later, we're finally starting to get the picture of just how widespread the Russian social media influence was. 10 million tweets, 4,000 wow. accounts. And and that's probably going to get bigger. Oh, it's got to, yeah. <laughs> Still Wednesday, it appeared that uh, Trump and Saudi Arabia are going to blame a Saudi general for going rogue and killing Khashoggi, Uh, Trump has been laying the groundwork for this alternative story all week and now it appears the crown prince is parroting what Trump says Um, First it was a flat-out denial now. They're blaming a rogue actor sound familiar.
6: Oh, yeah (laughs) Like
1: when Putin denied interfering in the election and then he blamed a rogue Chinese guy or a Mm -hmm. 400 pound guy in his bed somewhere Yeah, yeah, this is so obvious to me and that it's not obvious to Trump supporters is astounding kind of uh, the most interesting thing about uh, the rogue Saudi general, his name is Ahmed Assisi, and he also just happens to be the guy that Nader, child molester, was dealing with on an election interference uh, case, or, you know, working with him to to fund <clears throat> uh, interference, Russian interference in the election. Hmm. So now it appears that Trump and Mohammed Bonesaw can kill two birds with one stone, quite oh, literally.
0: They can saw two birds with one bone saw.
1: Yeah. <laughs> they can, you know... <laughs>
0: Just doesn't a, roll off the
1: tongue Dismember two birds With one bone There saw. you go uh, So they have a fall guy now For Khashoggi And they can take out An operative that helped Saudi Arabia cheat In the election On behalf of Trump Insanity All at the same dude. time And then more stuff Came out this week About Khashoggi Um we talked about the Kushner stuff, um, but it's just getting more and more sinister. Mm-hmm. What what actually happened, uh, at least according to Turkish intelligence, we don't know what y- the U.S. intelligence has or what they've been given or what they've been briefed on. But now Trump is, is and, and Bonesaw are pivoting even more, mm-hmm. saying that there was a fight, a fight broke out between this one dude an old journalist and 15 Saudi Arabian hitmen. Oh my goodness. Uh, And that then there was a there was a chokehold. Now they've gone to say that the Saudi Arabians have said well first of all Trump was like give Saudi more more days to investigate. We're like the fuck off. They come up with the story is what it was. Yeah. Yeah. So give the Saudis more time but not Mm -hmm. Kavanaugh. Okay whatever. Uh, So (laughs) It was a week of nothing. Yeah, Yeah. And it was done in three days and Mm -hmm. they limited it super and I'm sure. Uh, This is kind of the same bullshit farce investigation, but uh, Trump has 120 days to look into it per the Magnitsky Act, which was uh, triggered by our Senate. Interesting. Uh, If you want to know about the Magnitsky Act, I think episode two talks all about Magnitsky and Bill Browder and all the interesting uh, things about that. Uh, enjoy that. There's great sound quality from from episode two. Bask in it. Mm. Uh, So yeah, there's just all sorts of weird bullshit going on with this and and honestly i personally think and this is speculation this is conjecture uh that trump was complicit in this and probably kushner
5: in the cover-up yeah maybe
1: not the act act itself i think so in the act could
0: be the act itself for sure the cover-up though i think yeah okay and complicity in terms of um in the act itself that would only require him having known about it and pretty much given the green light that's all you would need and it sounds so like trump God, yeah. that sucks that it's and come I, to I've this. I've seen yeah. some
1: unsubstantiated un, reports that Trump actually did uh, give a go-ahead for this. But again, that, these are these are not substantiated reports. These right. are rogue sources. Yeah. So, uh, But we will find out. The great thing about these things is we can speculate all day and you mm-hmm. might argue with me and send me a bunch of tweets about how I'm being stupid. And <laughs> that's fine. You can do that. I, I, but we're going to find out the truth. And I think wasting our time arguing about what we think might be real um, it's fun for me to speculate But like let it unfold And we can find out the truth you don't yeah. need to Get yourself all worked up and if Arguing not- uh, something that we will find Out the answer to
0: exactly and if not the Mainstream media that'll be on it immediately I love these independent journalists that are they're really on top of these kind of things like Steinman mm-hmm. and just these, these things that most people won't touch you know regardless of what this investigation ends up being if it's another Kavanaugh shenanigan I think people will rise up and they'll try to find out what the truth is like I, I hope they don't let this go and it doesn't seem like they will
1: yeah and independent journalists make mistakes we Absolutely. don't we don't have the benefit of a massive newsroom with the, the news flashes coming through resources and sources that, yeah. to corroborate witnesses and sources and things like that so uh, if you want your independent journalist just make sure that um, they differentiate between facts and conjecture. Mm-hmm. But also, and, and I understand about responsible reporting, but, you know, right now with the with the fourth estate under attack as it is by this administration, we, we need to rely on these guys and we need to let them make errors. And they, they always come out with corrections. I always come out with corrections yeah. if I make an error. So, you know, just don't throw the baby out with the bathwater. That's all I'm
5: saying. Totally. Yeah, yeah good point. The... Idea, though, of them getting to the bottom of this is a bit scary to think about, I think, because obviously the Saudis kill independent journalists. Which so. is the
0: issue. I mean, we've come full circle, right? It's like, I feel like, it, and you're totally right, it won't end unless people like this guy, Jamal, like, against all odds, knowing exactly what's going to happen. It's it's crazy to think that we're this far, but what's, a, what's the alternative? Just, like, looking the other way, you know? It's like, I, I know it's scary, and for even American journalists, you know, it can be tough, but I'm just in awe of what he did in in his last hours. Khashoggi, I feel like that's just what it should be. It sucks that it's come to that, but, yeah. Totally.
1: Alright, well, uh, I don't know. I've, I'm, I, I'm not, are you scared? I'm
0: actually... I don't know. I'm scared because what happens overseas always makes its way here and that's just the way the world works and I think just knowing that he was a journalist until the very end and and how it had to end for him, these are crazy times. Like, we are journalists but we are removed from that level of, of, you know, journalism but the, the idea is that if we let this go on oh, no, a human are less level. we're less investigative journalists we are and more we're just people so it's it's terrifying in that sense too but yeah and we're more speculative journalists true, yeah. true. i don't mean a two dart horn it's just what he did i i admire and i think it's sad that he had to you know do it
5: yeah i'm not i mean i'm not scared for us personally at all I'm, i was more so just saying i i think the investigation into the death of an investigative journalist if it started bloody it's probably not just going to be clean and happen you know yeah quickly swiftly justly like now it's done it's we scary got for got the them guy. to get down to the bottom of it the people that are actually going to get down to the bottom of yeah. it that's that's scary for them like and it'll get bloodier likely yeah support and that's why it's so tragic that trump isn't standing up for him
0: yeah, I think it's, it's scary for, for everyone, but it's, yeah, especially for those people on the front lines, it's only going to get bloodier before I think it, it
1: Well, and better. journalism as a whole. I think uh, the attack on the Fourth Estate, like I said, he's, he's got all three branches of government, and now he's working to chip away mm-hmm. uh, at, at journalism. So we have, to, we have to be careful of that, and we have to not fall victim to um, completely dismissing an independent journal because they made an error. Um, it happens. Um, please be cool. You know, and I'm not talking about us. I, I'm talking specifically about a couple people that maybe in the coming weeks, you might find out, have made some errors. And I'm just kind of lubing the truth a little.
0: Okay, okay. <laughs> That's fair. Like, Disclaimer. let's just be
1: cool, you guys. Let's just be cool. Uh, then finally, we got to Thursday and we learned that Mueller's team has met with Manafort nine times.
0: Nine
3: times.
0: Nine times.
1: Yeah. So we met with him nine times in recent weeks. Uh, and The Hill has reported that Mueller is talking to Manafort about Stone. Um, And Stone has said uh, he's always been saying this been saying this for a while not always since he was a boy But he's been saying that he expects to be indicted And and I'm sure that uh, we'll see that happen soon Uh, Maybe Mueller will drop he could drop the Stone indictment before the election uh, And and mention enough about the big fish so that the public expects those indictments after the election kind of securing him His ability to continue to release information. That's what I would do if I were him But he's also a million times smarter than me, right? (laughs) Uh, I would drop a little uh, before the election mm-hmm. so that if if rosenstein and sessions and or were fired right after the election people would go nuts and say we got to know what the hell else Mueller has totally uh, you know like give a little expect no. a lot yeah another story came out thursday from kansas city saying a conservative activist with project veritas posed as a fake intern with senator claire mccaskill's campaign and had access to her voter information, according to a stack of documents delivered to her lawyer. As an intern, the Project Veritas guy named Adam Thompson, or he goes by Adam Thompson, had access to the campaign's voter database for a total of 20 hours between May and July, according to the sworn affidavit. Uh, the not- uh, I've noticed a lot of people uh, like to compare the Russia probe, the Mueller investigation, to Watergate.
2: Mm-hmm. But
1: this story is more like Watergate, because it's an American stealing opposing party documents from another American. The Russia probe is exponentially bigger and and this story about this you know plant in the Claire McCaskill campaign stealing voter information this went under the radar because Watergate level shit happens on the daily uh in this administration so you want Watergate level will it happen this past Thursday in Kansas and barely anybody heard about it
5: damn reminds me of uh what happened with that well, I forget the name, but it was basically when the, the someone someone from one of the parties stole information from the other party in the Senate confirmation hearings. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, the Miranda papers. Yes, mm-hmm. reminds me of that. Yeah, that was for confirmation stuff.
1: Friday, we learned that Rosenstein will face congressional questioning in private by. A, it is Rosenstein, uh, will face congressional questioning in private by. A, this is oh, ha- it this is? is what happens before nine a.m. I, yeah, I was in just gonna say. World. I think
5: actually maybe I've heard that it's Rosenstein
0: and finds. Dane? I think that sounds right. I think they're both too. Steins. Really? Yeah. Let's just mix it up when we feel like it. Yeah, it's I'd got an right.
1: I in the second position, so you, you would use the I sound for Rosenstein. They yeah. know who we're talking about. <laughs> they do. Uh, get, just get over it. Uh, <laughs> anyway, he'll face congressional questioning in private by a Republican and Democratic uh, group of leaders from both the House Judiciary and House Oversight Committees on the Hill next week. And this is for the wiretapping issue, McCabe memo shit. So a transcript will be released once it's completely scrubbed by the intelligence community, which has to be approved by the White House. Uh, and that raises a lot of red flags for me, like especially since Mark Meadows, a huge asshole from North Carolina and head of the House Freedom Caucus is who he is. He called for Rosenstein to resign again this week. That oh. guy, Mark Meadows, is a piece of shit. <laughs> Ugh. Anyway, we got a felony Friday this week, you guys. Woo-hoo. Maine Justice in the Eastern District of Virginia announced they are bringing criminal charges against a Russian operative named Elena Kuskinova. Uh She's been charged with conspiracy to defraud the United States because she managed the finances of, quote, Project Lakta, Not Latka, Lakta. Okay. So it's not a potato pancake.
6: <laughs> Sounds like
5: locked up.
0: Yeah (laughs) Uh,
1: Anyway This is a Russian influence operation Designed to sow discord In the United States By pushing misinformation online About a host of divisive Political issues Including gun control The confederate flag Immigration And even the NFL anthem protests Ah! Oh
0: shit Jeez
1: so she, um, now this has not got anything to do with the Mueller investigation. I've looked and I've looked and I've looked and it doesn't seem like it was referred by the Mueller investigation, but I take, co- and this is, this is person interfering in these midterm elections, mm-hmm. not 2016. Right. So I take great comfort in knowing that the Department of Justice um, is looking into this.
0: Seriously. Yeah.
1: And ha- is catching people who are interfering in this election. Mm-hmm. That brings me joy. Yeah.
5: So so what's the deal On the fantasy indictment points We'll, we'll get there oh. We're gonna cover that yeah. In the fantasy yeah. indictment no
1: league today <laughs> uh, Also Friday Manafort had his day in court And apparently came in a wheelchair His lawyer said uh, His incarceration Is affecting his health And apparently his foot Was swollen from a poor diet uh, Like, I guess we're, what were we can, be, like speculating it was gout or something?
5: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, something when his luxuries are gone and just his foot just starts swelling from all the <laughs> lies. Like, from the lies. <laughs> it's lies, gout. He's gotta go somewhere, I man. <laughs> he usually can purge himself if he fills himself up. Oh, that's what. <laughs> <laughs> I remember now what we were saying before. Something, something about a uh, like ferret's blood. He, oh. he doesn't have access to the ferret's blood, oh, he's yeah. been drinking and purge himself of all of his sins. God, wow, that's perfect. <laughs> <laughs> he
1: flagellates with ferret's blood. I love it. Uh, anyway, yes, we're making fun of an infirmary, whatever. Um, and crazy ass honey badger, Ellis said. Well, I didn't put him in there, uh, which is so he rolls him in. He's like he's very sick. He he does not. Nah, he's had bad nutrition and he's his foot is swollen. He can't walk. And Ellis is like, I didn't put him in jail, uh, which is great, because he didn't. Remember, it was Judge Amy. Oh, um, that's right. Miss Jackson, if you're nasty. Mm-hmm. She's the one who, uh, I, think, I think it was her, revoked his bail and, and tossed him in the, the clink for foldering mm-hmm. with Sager. Mm-hmm. Anyway, not Nader.
5: That is cool. Not Sager. I'm glad. That's <laughs> right.
0: They're Digger. Yeah, yeah.
1: But they all folder.
5: Yeah. I, I'm, I'm glad Ellis is at least consistent in his dickery. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, and be an asshole.
1: Right. So he, he said, I didn't put him in jail. Fucking crazy ass bitch. And then he all, we got to get Randall back on here to narrate. Um, we had a uh, Randall from Randall's Animals. You know, crazy ass honey badger did our narration for the Manafort trial. It if, you, if you watch the Manafort <laughs> Megasote or listen, watch. Um you can watch it on YouTube. Yeah, uh, it's a
5: still picture for 2 hours. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> but you listen to that, I think that's where we have Randall on and he goes over the entire Manafort, uh Virginia trial. It's pretty great. We're going to have him back on when he uh, has his day in court. So he so here's a couple things happened in this hearing. Um uh, first of all, his sentencing was set for February 8th, my mom's birthday. Happy birthday, mom. Aww. Um interesting considering it comes after dems would get the gavels back uh if we retake the house november 6th please vote uh don't uh count on it you have to make it happen and ellis dismissed the 10 charges that were not decided in the eastern district of virginia case because of that one hung juror mm-hmm. remember how uh he was he had 18 counts he was found guilty on eight and then they had to dis- or they, well they were declared a mistrial on 10 of those counts mm-hmm. because there was one juror who who one buzz kill, yeah.
6: One <laughs> buzz kill, buzz yeah. Not the rural
0: juror. She was on board. But. <laughs> the rural
1: juror was on board. Yeah. Rural juror, and uh, <laughs> I, I, I just thought it was uh, it was perfect. It was interesting that like this technique because Mueller wants to have those ten counts in his back pocket so he can see how well or what to what level uh manafort cooperates and he's like if you do good if you're a good boy i can dismiss these 10 charges if you're a bad boy and we don't get these convictions then i can retry these 10 charges yeah. and probably win because only one person was hung up on it and it was in the eastern district of virginia and that guy was probably a trump supporter True. so also
5: that guy though at least that's the reason why they can even keep that jury system, exactly because the guys yeah. like him yeah that will make yeah so Definitely. As, as annoying
0: as it is it's American Respect. democracy, what it should be, uh, whatever. Unless,
5: <laughs> well, because he voted, he 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 said he was guilty on the other counts at least, so he's not yeah. just the one guy being like, nope. Exactly, that's <laughs> true. We yeah, did yeah. get eight counts, mm-hmm.
1: um. So he, so Judge Ellis wanted. Uh, crazy ass honey badger judge wanted Mueller to make up his mind because you usually have 30 days after a trial to decide whether you're going to retry any hung counts and so muller asked for an extension because he's working out this plea agreement and he got his extension but now crazy ass honey badger is like no i need it now (laughs) and so he had to come into court on friday and, and make a decision. And so what they decided, from what I can tell, because I've read several different reports on this, I've even read that Manafort pled guilty to the 10 counts and they could be dismissed later, but that's not what happened. Those 10 counts were dismissed, uh, and I believe they were dismi- They were asked if they could be dismissed with prejudice, which means we can bring them up again if we want. Oh. Um, and I don't have a clear answer, and maybe you do, if you do tweet it at us, at Mueller wrote. I don't have a clear answer as to whether or not Judge Ellis granted the With prejudice part um, It was kind of unclear and I was hoping That last night on Maddow she would have the script And she would do a table reading but She didn't get the transcript and it was actually um, She was not even there Yeah was Joy of, was there I'm and hoping, she's supposed
0: to be here So she must have flew straight out of
1: New York I'm hoping that it's because Maddow's going to be here But she's probably canoeing Dude <laughs>
0: Cause she canoe to Politicon, just like no. a little Dude, puddle, oh just <laughs> roll right up. <laughs> she just rolls up in the bay. Like what around. An there's no bay
1: here, but if there was, <laughs> like through the Panama Canal, exactly.
0: Yeah,
1: get the Bering Strait. That'd be amazing. Pass? Is that she gonna go to Cape? Cape she can't be straight, man. Cape of Good Hope. There's a lane. One gay foot joke. up on the tip of the canoe. <laughs> 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 oh gosh, that's funny. <laughs> That's just a great image. Does she have a like a triangle hat, a three-corner hat? Yeah. She got to. It's, it's the only
0: way. The wind
5: is blowing. Her hair would be blowing if
1: she had any. <laughs> just imagine. Just <laughs> But her neck is so aerodynamic. The oh, Right. She just cuts right it's through like the a wind. Blade, yeah. <laughs> it's oh, like my a rudder. God. <laughs> All right, uh, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> what? Anyway, that's uh, February 8th is when <laughs> Manafort gets sentenced. Um that's a long time from now. So that gives him a lot of time to deal with stuff. The 10 counts were dismissed. Then later on in the in the hearing uh, Manafort pled guilty to two counts in his D.C. trial uh, because they had a deal in the cooperation agreement. I don't know if anybody noticed this, but they had a cap of 10 years um, of prescribed sentencing from anything that came out of the D.C. trial if he fully cooperated. So they picked two counts that come up to 10 years, mm-hmm. um, and uh, that that's he ple- he pled guilty, he pleaded guilty to them, pled, pleaded. <laughs> I know it's pleaded. Um, it's just so hard um, English. <laughs> So he he pleaded guilty to those, and um, I guess I guess that's it. There is a status report due from both teams uh, on November sixteenth. So we'll see what happens then. Oh. Uh, but it's going to be interesting. A lot of shit's going to go down in November, you guys. So yeah,
0: my birthday. Yeah, what is yeah. it again? <laughs> the nineteenth of November. All of November.
1: Yeah. All of November. <laughs> my yeah. sister's the eighteenth. <gasps> that's right. We talked about Scorpios. Oh nice. This, i this dynamic makes more sense now
5: uh-huh. oh yeah, it's mm-hmm. very familiar for <laughs> um i uh it's in, it's it's i i don't know if I'd say I'd like it, but they're definitely giving him the full prison treatment, lack of health care included. It would yeah, seem. Yeah. It's just like a marriage. Like Jesus Christ, that is fucking horrible. But that shit happens all the time. Yeah. Well, if you're an extravagant
1: bourbon drinking veal consuming pate, mm-hmm. uh, a foie gras <laughs> guy, and then you stop that diet, yeah, you get worse before you get better. Yeah, that's oh, true. Yeah. He has right, a it, duck,
5: deficit <laughs> <happening>. duck deficit. Duck <laughs> deficit.
1: Next on <laughs> the History Channel: Duck Deficit with Manafort. I love Crazy it. Crazy Swamp Man. <laughs> And hillbilly hand fishing <laughs> God, we need a show on that channel Oh why, yeah If they can have Honey Boo Boo, why can't they have us? I don't know right? And
5: we're history, I think Honey Boo Boo
6: gonna... <laughs> Oh,
5: oh man. man We're not crazy enough We, need, we That's what it is We need is. to have an angle that we, makes us like mm-hmm. insufferable to 50% of the country
6: We
1: need giant beards mm-hmm.
5: <laughs> and We camma. can make that happen, yeah We can make it, <laughs> it. We'll just I'm already on. halfway there I got those, dude Dude, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: We'll Genetic just strap on, on beard hairs, <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, I mm-hmm. get one. I get one right under my chin. the just rogue one. hair, yeah, it grows like an dude, inch in a
5: day. I got my T levels, dude, they're too high. My yeah. name yeah. yeah. I named mine Arthur. Arthur.
0: A I very wish distinguished I only had name one. for a chin hair i like yeah.
5: that and yeah. i'm light
1: hair light-eyed so you can't see it until Same. one day the sun catches it and it's like
0: Meh! yes and it's like beautiful. how
5: long have you been growing
1: <laughs> and it's really <laughs> just without telling me and it's hefty so you can't just pull it out you have to get a <laughs> tweezer yeah, oh, yeah yeah what do you guys do you guys no. have one tweet at me yeah
5: I grew up watching my mom look at herself in the mirror, pulling her chin back, plucking hairs, and then like, God. That's your future, I think. It'll
1: never be me. <laughs> One day, all of this can be yours. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, uh, beautiful woman.
0: Oh. Yes,
1: beautiful yes. beard. Well, sometimes we get... M-
0: Hot mama. Yeah. <laughs> we
1: get bio bonuses, but then we have setbacks. <laughs> yeah. The universe and demands
0: and balance. Yeah.
1: <laughs> it really does. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm perfect in every way except for Arthur. Mm-hmm. So what are you going to do? True,
5: true. Yeah, I got like Arthur, Jim, Buck, and <laughs> Joe. Is there any Debra's? No Debra's. Okay. No. I'm hoping for one. You know what? <laughs> it's getting. When crowded. you
1: get one, can we have a gender reveal party? Yeah. <gasps> yeah. Congratulations! You're a boy. Now. <laughs>
5: right. Here. Oh God! You
1: get a new rogue hair. You have a rogue <laughs> hair shower. <laughs> oh gosh, you guys. We'll be right back. Hey Muller Junkies, AG here. I wanted to talk to you a little bit about the perfumes and colognes and scents that you wear because I'm the kind of person who I don't have like a signature or like one scent that I always wear. I like to mix it up because I have different moods and I like to, you know, I just like to have choices and the problem that I find with buying conventional perfumes is is that I have to go into the store and I have to buy a huge bottle for a zillion dollars and it's just, and it's the one that I have and I can't afford any for a while. So I have this one scent and that's it. The solution is here. It's called Scentbird and I love this. And here's what Scentbird does they have 450 designer brands, everything you could ever want. And you get to choose one every month. You get to try exactly the brands you want. I just got Crystal, which I love, um, by Versace. And it's like the real deal. So you get, you, you get to have different scents that you can take with you. And I, I love them. And you get a 30-day supply. That's 120 sprays. You always smell amazing and free shipping all the time. So go to scentbird.com slash ag. Use my code ag at checkout for 50% off your first month. That's scentbird, S-C-E-N-T birdcom slash ag. So sign on and smell awesome. All right. Welcome back. Hot notes. All right. Today, Jordan is going to tell us about Trump's swan song interview with Leslie Stahl on 60 Minutes. But first, Jaleesa, you have a big story about how Kushner
0: doesn't pay taxes. Shocker. Oh, yeah. Very shocking. (laughs) So last week, the New York Times published an article called Jared Kushner paid no federal income tax for years. And no, why? Oh my gosh! So this information was provided by confidential documents indicating that Kushner paid little to no income tax from 2009 to 2016, and this was likely achieved through his family's real estate empire. So over the past decade, Kushner and Co. have spent literally billions of dollars buying real estate, and despite the failings of their individual businesses, Kushner's personal net worth has quadrupled to nearly 324 million dollars. So he basically made a shit. Ton more money while paying no income tax for 10 years and according to the documents Kushner's low tax bills are the results of a common tax minimizing maneuver that generates millions of dollars in losses for him however these losses were only really losses on paper clearly he actually made a lot of money and this particular tax benefit is called depreciation so that's a loophole that lets real estate investors deduct a portion of the cost of their buildings from their taxable income every year. For example, in 2015, Kushner pocketed $1.7 million in salary and investment gains but that's not even including his $8.3 million in losses that year. So in theory, depreciation is supposed to shield real estate developers from having their investments whittled away by wear and tear on their properties. However, in practice, it's just a big money giveaway for developers like the Trump family. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, and the law wrongly assumes that these buildings will lose value every year when in fact these fancy buildings, many of them often gain value. Yeah, so when Democrats say we need to close corporate tax loopholes, It's shit like this. Exactly. Super rich people
1: taking huge losses, carrying them forward, depreciation, Mm -hmm. and not paying taxes. Totally. And then you... The, the you know, the person who doesn't get to do these crazy, stupid business deals and lose a shitload of money, you have to pay the taxes for the country. Exactly. So that's what we mean by co- closing corporate loopholes. It's Definitely. shit like this. Yeah,
0: you nailed that. So these fancier properties, uh, this benefit allows them to have enormous flexibilities for real estate investors to basically determine their own tax bill, which must be nice. But as Kanye would say, no one man should have all that power. <laughs> I just try to slip in Kanye whenever I can when AG's not looking. <laughs> Let it die, Jaleesa. <laughs> <laughs> so for the record not th- let <laughs> him go man it's so hard i struggle with e- the old kanye <laughs> keep the old kanye in your heart and then let the rest let of the, rest sh- the shit go yeah. good point good point
5: it's like you know i mean he had a psychotic break basically mm-hmm. sometimes
0: i don't know i love that you still love him though well i, I, I just you a lo- kind person that quotes from like 10 years ago so he was he yeah, was yeah, yeah. in a very different place oh way way yeah. different yeah so i sad. mean i wouldn't know but It seems like it Yeah yeah I saw him on TV That's all So basically uh, Nothing in these documents Suggests that Kushner broke the law Just that we have Shitty laws That shitty people Are taking (laughs) advantage of So in fact Just last year The White House Pushed for a huge Revision of the Country's tax laws That expanded the Benefits of these Loopholes Pretty much um, Like depreciation And Victor Fleischer, Fleischer Who's a tax law Professor at UC Irvine Said quote The Trump administration Was in a position To clean up the tax code, and they even promised to get rid of the complexity that certain taxpayers used to their advantage, but instead, of course, they doubled down on those provisions, especially the ones that benefited them the most. So the documents reviewed by the Times were created essentially by Kushner himself as part of a financial review by an institution that was considering lending him money. So that's how this came out. Yeah, yeah. Always caught God. with the... Money lending. <laughs> so there's over 40 pages in this document, um, or these documents, all describing his business dealings, earnings, expenses, and borrowing from 2009 to 2016. And they also contained uh, info that was taken from Kushner's federal tax filings and some other data provided by his, his advisors. And they also have a whole lot of info on him that I, I doubt he was planning to release to the public. And most of these documents were created just last year, so they're fresh. And the main point of this article, it seems, besides exposing the truth, uh, was to expose the disturbing trend that Kushner shares with Trump regarding the the avoidance of federal taxes. And according to these documents, even Jared's dad, Charles Kushner, is mixed in with this because of his role. Oh, yeah. Papa Kush. (laughs) So like most real estate firms, Kushner Companies passes all their tax obligations to their owners who then incorporate them into their personal tax returns. And in this case, that would be Jared and his father. So the documents show that in many cases, Kushner companies reported their losses with borrowed money, often putting up less than 1% towards the purchasing price. And even that was paid for with a loan. They don't pay for anything. In fact, Kushner's credit line increased from essentially zero in 2009 to 46 million in 2016, With no taxes in between. This is crazy. This is when they say he's a genius in ways you wouldn't imagine. They mean he's a, well not criminal, but like he's just a shady person. Like they're just preaching this America first and all these values about the people and then meanwhile they're like fuck your taxes dollars, fuck your build, you know, your streets and your... Highways that we use, we're just gonna build shit on it. Social Security and Medicare. Right? Yeah, yeah,
5: yeah, they're shitty. So, in build the tax code like that, though. Like you said, it's it's not, I mean, he's just like you said, he's just using what's there. Totally, and what built it's for in people the law. like him to yeah.
0: profit. Yeah, not illegal, just shitty. So, in conclusion, Kushner and his friends are getting tax reducing losses for spending someone else's money, which is, like we said, totally legal because last year's tax legislation eliminated that benefit for all industries but one real estate. <laughs> So that's just an interesting coincidence. Um, But yeah, that's that. That's the update on Kush. Oh, what a great guy. (laughs) I can't wait till
1: he fucking wears a green jumpsuit too. Oh my gosh. Crazy ass honey badger yells at him. (laughs) I didn't put you in jail, bitch. (laughs) His little weaselly fucking face. I just want to.
0: Yeah, I don't like mm. him. Actually,
1: I want to <laughs> pinch his cheeks. It's kind of adorable. But true, I, and I then slap him. Manafort? Oh.
5: no, we're talking no. about cushion now. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, yeah, he is like an evil teddy bear. Yeah, Isn't
0: if it? he was a nice guy, mm-hmm. he'd be like a Trudeau, you know, or a Trudeau. Um... Oh, I thought you said Trojan. No, yeah, yeah, I pronounced his name wrong. It's a Tr- Trudeau? Trudeau, Trudeau yeah. yeah. I think Kushner would look more like that in my eyes if he was a good person. He's a cute I little I Trudeau could paste. take Kushner. Oh, totally. He's like that evil porcelain
5: doll in that movie, The Boy or whatever, that grew up. Mm-hmm. He, That's what more. he looks like. To me, he's more like
1: Michael Sarah uh, in, <laughs> what's that movie with the kids that go to the party?
0: Uh, oh Superman! yeah 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 <laughs> any michael case Sarah case movie again. i can see him yeah <laughs> that's kind of
1: like track star accidentally gets a girl pregnant T- super you know goofy. yeah oh, i
0: love you know yeah something like
1: that quotable any movie. michael Sarah movie really works mm-hmm. is that his name
6: michael Sarah? yeah yeah hey, he should checking. play kushner in the <laughs> mother movie checking, yeah.
0: yeah i That'd think he would be a
1: good one mm-hmm, or yeah. now that uh, seth has lost all that weight he could do it too oh mm-hmm. yeah either
0: one also <laughs> jonah hill
1: yeah that's James franco yes yeah no i was thinking of seth Yes, Jonah Hill. Also, oh yeah, yeah, he freaks me out when he's skinny.
5: He, I like is him. facing that every day. I think. <laughs>
6: He's I mean, I want to bag out. on. I appreciate.
1: It. I mean, you know, I I know what it's like, man. You look Weird when you are healthy. What's what's going on? <laughs> you okay, man? It's, it's weird, San Diego. That's why I love San Diego. I am an eight down there. I am a six up here in hey. LA. So you know, you got it. It sucks. It's hard. Shout out, find it's me hard. on
0: Tinder.
1: Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, hey. <laughs> Shout out, find me on Tinder. I am here this weekend. Uh, so, <laughs> Jordan, tell us about the amazing Trump interview with Leslie Stahl on sixty Minutes.
5: Yeah. So Trump says some pretty horrible things. Uh, I am just going to go through the highlights or low. He said pretty
1: horrible things, and then it was over. Bye.
5: (laughs) (laughs) And that's all, folks. Now, um, okay. So earlier this week, he sat down with Leslie Stahl. They had an interview, and it was first. So I watched the interview, then I read, reread the transcripts. Reading the transcripts is hilarious and sad at the at the same time because you see so many dashes where he where she's being interrupted, Mm -hmm. and there's so few cohesive sentences that are even in that transcript it's it's like a blurb and then another blurb and then a blurb (laughs) and then another blurb them just trying to have an actual conversation if you look at any of the other 60 minutes interviews with any other president it's a full fucking sentence wow like a normal human speaks respectfully Mm -hmm. with another that's crazy yeah um so that's what that's about how it went so i'm just gonna go through all (laughs) some of the topics that they were talking about First, first Trump on climate change. He says that he thinks climate change is real, but he doesn't know if it's man-made. This is a story that came out. We heard it. They were talking about it on NPR a lot. He says that he's uh, essentially... Reading between the lines, he's afraid to say that it is man-made because he doesn't want to lose billions of billions of dollars and okay. jobs. Mm-hmm. But that's so that's so ridiculous because a clean energy sector would create so many jobs if it was actually functioning as it needs to exactly. for us to meet our carbon ask, neutrality goals. Ask Rick Perry in Texas.
1: Mm-hmm. He he took it all to wind and and he made a shitload of money doing it. One hundred percent. There's money in it and and that but that's not the motivation behind it. He, there, You have to just know where the motive is. If you've ever watched uh, Murder, She Wrote, you've <laughs> got to look for the motive. And the motive here is that big oil is where a lot of these rich guys have their money. Right. And a lot of the Russian oligarchs have their money who own this administration. And if you start doing clean energy, you're going to put these large oil companies out mm-hmm. of business if they don't retool exactly that's all this is about they don't want to lose their zillions of dollars yeah yep.
5: and he actually says that flat out in this interview it's crazy <laughs> oh he does yeah he says his own way he, yeah. says, I don't he, sa- he says i don't want to he said he says i don't want to lose billions
0: and billions of dollars in jobs and he's he says making that. people think that those jobs are not the jobs that yeah like really coal,
5: like cold jobs you know stuff stuff like that stuff right. super super you know but but it but it's like there's a whole industry to be had like you said mm-hmm. wind power It still is, it still is gonna yeah. take people is
1: this the 40s i don't want to lose my coal job see yeah Right, yes. right there. just like, get, get the with fuck? the time yeah
5: because all my fucked up friends are in coal i want to keep i want to keep, <laughs> wanna keep dying
0: from whatever they were inhaling <laughs> yeah
5: the clean energy club would not accept trump and his no way no yeah i was gonna <laughs> okay sorry <laughs> i gotta stop myself sometimes all right <laughs> um so he also, of course, can't finish the topic without saying that scientists have a political agenda mm. and that he can't trust scientists and that because he has scientists that say that it is a lie, that it is man-made, that climate change is man-made. Just like so, his
0: doctors and lawyers he knows too, right? Yeah. yeah. Those legitimate people in his Just life. Just like he weighs 239 pounds. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs>
1: Just Like that, and just how he had the largest inauguration crowd mm-hmm. in history. It's the same Z.
0: Most, like 97%, I heard of scientists um, th- that are like in the field legitimately, they say that like global warming is real, right? And so he's saying the two or so percent is wh- just yeah. Well, yeah.
5: he's saying global, he's saying he's he's conceding that global warming is real, he's not conceding that, it's man-made. that humans have, but any they're effect saying on that it or accelerating. The yeah yeah They're yeah. saying
0: that it is Due to, to Or it could be likely yes. Due to, Nine, to It's you, like 99% yeah. Of the scientists much, Agree yeah.
1: that it's it's Man has, is solely if Or partially responsible mm-hmm. It's It's settled Fucking science yeah. There's yeah. no debate Anyone who says There's a debate Is full of shit Because they have money And oil yeah. The
0: end Those are the political reasons What political reasons Would we have Like for, for being on the side Of saving the planet Like this is crazy Right
1: yeah. And and as uh, You know as, as I like to say what could it hurt
0: <laughs>
5: yeah yeah exactly and to say that that's a political issue that scientists would be politically motivated in saying that humankind is causing climate change mm-hmm. it, yeah exactly what you said it's like what are the consequences of that we're gonna create more like i it's sustainable energy there's it's it's about as cut and dry as it gets is we need to change how we get our energy we just oh, yeah. have to there's a limited amount of resources and we have to change how we're getting we're it. literally very, cooking very to death. simple like
0: yes. we do something about it
5: yeah yeah So then he goes on to talk about Jamal Khashoggi. Uh, He says that Kushner talked to to them being Saudi Arabia, and they said they didn't do it. Classic. Well, that's that. Classic. This was, of course, before some of the further developments came out this week. Mm -hmm. Confirmation by the Saudis that he was killed. Right. And, you know, it happened inside the consulate. But it was a fist fight, like we talked about. Oh, of course.
0: Yeah, very dramatic. Right. And now it's it's chokehold. Oh, Oh, So they beheaded him. They got him in the chokehold first? Okay.
5: Yeah. Well, God. That's terrible. Yeah. So... Then he's talk he talks about sanctions. Leslie asks him about potential sanctions for the Saudis, and he says basically uh he says everyone is ordering military equipment. I tell you what I don't want to do. I don't want to screw over Boeing, Lockheed, and Raytheon." all of these companies he says he doesn't want to hurt jobs Hmm. they are you know poor lockheed and raytheon and
1: boeing i mean you know they only make billions of dollars yeah Yeah. they totally
0: can convert into green energy and ge i mean
1: they they 14 billion dollars in profit zero taxes paid i Mm -hmm. mean these poor
5: poor right poor companies
0: these billionaires they already have their spaceship to get off of earth (laughs) (laughs) when it blows (laughs) you know (laughs) they're 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 they got their ticket man (laughs) yeah Yeah, they uh,
5: also are pimping all those companies out to Israel enough for the whole world economy. So, Mm -hmm. (laughs) all right, I digress. Um, (laughs) So he also says, of course, he has to slip this in here. He says that no presidency besides his has ever c- accomplished more in the first two years in the history
0: of well, a country. Accomplish what exactly? Because he might be <laughs> right about that. Well, you know, he Treason? goes on, he, he
5: he brings up the economy over and over again in this because it's the only really objectively good numbers that he has to point to. And is it which really are, due to him? Right. Right. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, exactly. That's kind of... That's a shitty thing about the economy, sort of. It always... It, it, it seems to always... It's after effects always have, you know, an effect on the president that is not one that they deserve, good or bad. Let Mm -hmm. me tell you the truth
1: about the economy and the president. The president cannot raise (laughs) gas prices. The the president cannot make the economy better. They can only wreck it. Mm -hmm. So if an economy is going good, it's because the economy is the fucking economy. It's called the invisible hand. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's the people. It's the way that the economy machine is going. Now, you can put some certain things in place to help save the economy and set it on the right path, but... That's just the way that the, it's. This is the president of the United States. He does not make the economy better. Mm-hmm. He he, he can only he can only wreck it or not wreck it.
0: <laughs> yeah, and good job for not wrecking it. Sure, he does one credit where he thinks he uh, remotely think, deserves it. I but
1: think he's wrecking
0: it. Oh co- well, well, compared to what he's like wrecking, very clearly, yeah, I, he's fucking up some shit.
5: Yeah, well, I mean, also just down the line, the effects that his inaction talking about clean energy for example is going to have on the economy and then on everything else the mm-hmm. environment
0: social structures immigration or sanity
5: yeah yeah, yeah yeah exactly uh that's a great point right there too like there we talked about this in our nunez investigative story mm-hmm. that that i did a mini or uh you know a hot note on yeah. before these people on the, they're they're very conservative people that are saying 100 our farms will not run if we don't have undocumented people to
0: run to mm-hmm. run them it's ridiculous and yeah. i mean that's the truth but like then help them help them
5: right yeah Jeez. uh so okay then they go on to talk about north korea uh he says that you know he praises his own strategy saying that obama eased sanctions on north korea and wasn't tough enough with them but he says that he trusts north korea now and he trusts kim jong-un and he says he has a good energy with him Oh god, horrifying immediately after he goes on to say that he also has good chemistry with president Xi of china this guy, we talked about this months and months and months ago. He praises Erdogan, she, Kim Jong Un. Who he does pra- he like? Like, who does he like? That's not a dictator. Like, seriously, no one. That's insane. Yeah, really scary. Then they go on to talk about tariffs. He says that uh, what he's doing is not a trade war; it's more of a skirmish. Oh, that's what he wants okay. to brand it as now. It's a skirmish, not a trade war. When asked about him slapping tariffs on our allies, he said, "Quote: I mean, what's an ally?" How scary is that? Just get him a dictionary. I think he literally meant, like, what's that word mean?
1: (laughs) So we got these pieces of paper that we signed uh, called treaties uh, and obligations and things. I mean, it's complicated. It's complicated. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Who knew foreign (laughs) diplomacy would be so complicated? Mm -hmm. Or
5: healthcare? Oh, God. Someone needs to make a children's book for him called My First Ally. Right. It's just (laughs) a a
0: nice talk through. God forbid Trump ever gets his own money. He can put that on the back of it. Who knew it would be so complicated? Yeah.
5: <laughs> yeah. So, uh, okay. So, sorry, Jolice, I didn't mean to cut you off. No I just you. know we have to go quickly <laughs> here. Um, so, because we cause we've got a floor to get to yeah. on Politico. So, uh, on the topic of trade, they bring up one of Mattis' explanations for why al- uh, why NATO exists. Mattis said the reason for NATO and the reason for all these alliances is to essentially prevent World War III. Uh, Trump says, I think I know more about it than he does Yep. Yeah
0: he said that about Mattis Yep also
5: said that Mattis is a Democrat
6: <laughs>
0: Which somehow disqualifies him I guess
5: Oh of course Yeah, yeah totally Yeah Uh, and talks to, um, so Leslie's asking him if Mattis is going to be out. And he's like, I don't know. Everyone leaves. People leave. It's just how it works. My dad left. My mom left. People (laughs) leave. So I don't think that'd be a surprise to any of us if Mattis winds up leaving. Not at all. Then they move on to the topic of Russian meddling in 2016. Obviously, we know what he says on this. He says that he thinks Russia did it, but he says China did it too. Everything that he says about Russia, he will not say it ending the sentence at Russia. He always adds the addendum that China did it too. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, I rape, but Bill Clinton raped too. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so then on um Lizzie asks him if he has any regrets as a president so far and he says that he regrets that the press hates him. <laughs>
6: <laughs> well if he's being
5: honest. That I regret that he's our president. I mean we all
0: have
6: yeah, you know, yeah.
5: That's like when you get asked what your biggest weakness is and then and then you uh say something positive about yourself, obviously. <laughs> um then he then he gets pressed again to actually answer the question. He says that he wishes he ended NAFTA earlier. <laughs> Then they go on to talk about immigration all of a sudden here. It says that it's his fault that so many people want to come here because the economy is doing so well. But he says that he has to separate parents because if they were allowed to stay together, then people would be flooding into our borders.
0: <laughs> I just... can Yeah, yeah I can't. how
5: douchey is that? Um, on politicians, he calls them babies. He says he's not a baby. Classic. Hmm. And this is, I, I just want to add in, he talks about babies a lot in this interview. He's, like, <laughs> stuck in some Freudian cycle, This I think. is what I was waiting to get to, because I think he mentions the word baby, like, 20 times. He does. He says baby so many times. Um, he's, this is, this is a, one of my favorite tidbits that he says to Leslie. He, like, wouldn't answer a question directly, and Leslie finally just gave up and was like, I'm not going to fight with you, and he goes... Leslie,
0: it's okay. In the meantime, I'm president and you're not. That's when he used that line? Oh my goodness. Yeah. Because he refused to answer a question. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because I'm the president, essentially. Yeah. 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 That's about it. Not that it's confidential, just I don't have to give you my opinion. I'm the president. Mm -hmm. He's a bitch.
6: Yeah.
5: Such a bitch. And I'm not a baby. I'm not a baby. You're not a baby. Sorry, not a bitch. Thank you for that,
0: Jordan. That was good reporting.
5: (laughs) Yeah, of course. That was a really good interview. Infuriating. To watch. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. More so to read because of, like I said, the interrupting, but exactly <laughs> and yeah, him as it's a person
1: hard to watch the president he gets so and angry but it, he makes no sense about it
5: mm-hmm.
1: all right so, so i want to tan your
5: eyes. I'm sorry <laughs> uh, what'd you say I said tan your eyes i'm <laughs> sick of
1: looking at his
5: white yeah. eyes
1: yeah I, w- I wish he would look at he's on tv right now always he's got the white goggles <laughs> All right, so I want to talk to you guys about the story that dropped Tuesday about the Treasury employee that was criminally charged for leaking bank data about Paul Manafort, Rick Gates, and Maria Butina. Her name is Natalie Mayflower Edwards. Uh, she was a senior official at the Department of the Treasury's Financial Crimes Enforcement Network, also known as FinCEN, um, not Shinfen which is a party in Ireland. This is <laughs> FinCEN. She was named in a criminal complaint uh, for two counts, alleging that she leaked suspicious activity reports, or SARs, to the press. A SAR is a report that banks make, bylaw to the treasury signaling potential illegal or untoward banking transactions so if something suspicious is going on at your bank you are obligated to fill out a a FinCEN report and send it to the treasury it's called a SAR the journalists and news organizations she leaked to were not named in the court documents instead prosecutors provided dates and stories that seemed to match a series of BuzzFeed articles Um, uh, but BuzzFeed hasn't commented on this story yet they apparently communicated back and forth using an encrypted messaging app um, what she was doing, they weren't foldering, uh, but what she was doing was she was taking photos of the SARS off, off her computer, her work computer, uh, from Manafort Gates and Boutina and Prevazon Holdings and sending them via messenger to the reporter. Prevazon Holdings, if that sounds familiar, it should. It's the real estate company named several times by Glenn Simpson of Fusion GPS and the company that commissioned the steel dossier. Uh, her, her intel led to the publication of about 12 articles all of which we've covered on Mueller she wrote officially she's being charged with one count of unauthorized disclosures and one count of conspiracy to make those disclosures each charge carries a max of 10 years in prison no now when I heard this story it raised alarm bells to me because back in May we had reported on a story from Ronan Farrow that ran in the New Yorker about missing Michael Cohen's SARS that were leaked uh, The well the missing ones weren't leaked those are the ones that Avenatti got a hold of and and Leaked about Cohen's slush fund that he ran out of essential consultants. <laughs> it's fucking essential. That's their tagline. We think. <laughs> the story said uh, that a law enforcement officer, a law enforcement officer, had released the SAR after finding that some were missing. If you remember, this person found a, a suspicious activity report or a SAR on Cohen that referenced two other SARs on Cohen, but the two SARs were mysteriously missing from the SinFan database. And we had speculated that maybe Mueller had pulled them or locked them down or or maybe the treasury did uh, which it's allowed to, but it that's never happened. And no one knew for sure why they weren't there. Matto even reported on it. And I remember it clearly because she had said that those documents had gone walkies. And I remember that phrase really. I was like, that's hilarious. (laughs) And I remember that. And I was like, oh, ding, ding, ding. These are SARs. So this official uh, leaked the third SAR, the one that they had, because they were concerned that the other two were being withheld from law enforcement. So they went to Ronan Farrow with the remaining SAR. Uh, This is the reporting that led us to know that AT&T and Novartis and that, uh, you know, aerospace company uh, and a Russian emigre named Vexelberg had all dumped large amounts of cash into Cohen's slush fund in essential consulting. That leaked SARS, how we found out about all of that. And after the first leak, Ronan Farrow reported that seven former officials with the Treasury's FinCEN database expressed concern about the missing reports. Um, They said restricting the reports would be unprecedented and one he, he called the possibility one of these experts said it could be explosive that these are missing from from the database oh yeah now the treasury official that was arrested this week and law enforcement she's uh, the law enforcement person that leaked the cohen a, a while ago might not be the same person but right after that cohen was leaked the treasury ig launched an investigation into the leak and here we are five months later with an arrest so even if the SARS aren't linked, the investigation resulting from the first leak probably led to this arrest. And I'm wondering if we'll see additional arrests. But I'm also wondering how this isn't protected under the Whistleblower Act.
0: It certainly should be. I,
1: You know, I mean, I guess, <clears throat> I, I, I don't know. It, it doesn't seem like the government was hiding anything. We have SARS. They're confidential. Uh, yeah. It's always been that way. And she leaked them. So... I. I I don't know. But the other one with the Cohen stuff was that somebody noticed two were missing. Right. And I don't know if this is the same person. You're right.
0: If they were the same, then maybe it should go under the whistleblowers. But you're saying if they're separate, then maybe it's a trickier yeah, there issue. Were, yeah, there weren't any missing. She just took pictures of them
1: and sent them right, to the press. Right, right.
5: Are there any specific protections, though, for leaking to the press versus leaking to an intelligence officer? Mm-mm. So no. maybe that's it then?
1: Yeah, maybe. Um But yeah, I don't know. I really, I I, I think I
0: need to look at the Whistleblower Act again and see kind of what it covers. Yeah, I wonder if they would ever add any specific uh, provisions for people that are doing things when like the nation is going through a crisis like this, like when there's a really big case that we're all aware of and she leaks this or whoever leaks this in that case it seems like it's different from a random i'm just gonna put someone's personal information out here for no reason Mm -hmm. that's like a whistleblower move it's not like a i mean i guess i could say it's political well
1: like i have a question she's being charged for this but what about the person who leaked um uh, spangenberg that's one of the she's a cia uh candidate right now running Mm -hmm. she her application for security clearance got leaked or stolen from Mm -hmm. the united states postal service that's right and used Mm -hmm. in political ads against
0: her and no one got arrested for that right no one got in trouble for that oh well then they definitely should protect
1: this person how is leaking that different from leaking this and i'm I'm wondering if there's even an investigation yeah Yeah, i don't know hopefully we'll find out soon you guys so
0: good story though
1: yeah it's really interesting i just remembered i put those two things together i remembered gone walkies
0: yeah beans and uh, and beans i like it (laughs) space beans
1: (laughs) all right you guys we'll be right back Hey, Muller Junkies, this is AG, and we'd like to thank Third Love for supporting Muller, she wrote. We got the chance to go onto the Third Love website, order our perfect fit, uh, take the fit quiz, and uh, well, we, well, I got a bra. You guys all got bras? I got I a pair of undies too. Yeah, yeah, and a bra. And I got the t shirt uh, bra because that's what fit my shape and my lifestyle the best. They nice. ask you, they take, you take the fit quiz, it takes two seconds, it's awesome. So there's some new things that are going on. They now have a 100% fit guarantee. They guaranteed a perfect fit, and returns and exchanges are free and easy. So if it doesn't fit, they will send you another one. And now they have a new cotton collection. They take their input seriously, uh, just like we do if you send us, you know, our corrections or, or input about uh, some of the things we say. They do, too. So they recently launched their most uh, requested style cotton t-shirt bras and cotton underwear because they didn't have cotton, but now they do.
0: It's awesome. took
1: two years to develop and perfect the cotton collection. It's made of Pima cotton, which is really nice cotton. And they have now, the result is this incredibly soft, very breathable bra and underwear. You want to wear them every day. So this is—you guys would have to check this out. They know there's a perfect bra for everyone. Take the fit quiz. Go right now. They're offering muller She Wrote listeners 15% off your first order. That's a huge discount. So go to ThirdLove.com/ag to find your perfect-fitting bra. Get 15% off your first purchase. Again, that's ThirdLove.com/ag for 15% off today. You will be glad you did. Are you guys ready for the Fantasy Indictment League? Yes. Okay, guys. So regarding, we we talked about this earlier, regarding the indictment of the Russian that worked to interfere in the midterm election, this midterm election, uh, that was the... Well, I thought I've been thinking about whether or not to include this in the fantasy indictment league. I know a lot of you picked a rando Russian for your team. You drafted a rando uh, and this would fall into that category. None of us have ever heard of this lady. Uh, She's a treasurer of some, you know, influence operation Mm -hmm. in St. Petersburg. But we don't have clarification on whether or not this is Mueller related or if Mueller referred it to the EDVA. That's the Eastern District of Virginia. This Russian is being charged by Maine justice for interfering in the Eastern and the Eastern District of Virginia for interfering with the midterm elections. But I think maybe going forward we could include any indictments for Russian interference that might because the reason it falls outside of the Mueller probe is because it's for twenty eighteen, it's not for twenty sixteen.
6: Mm-hmm. Oh.
1: Um at least I think. In fact honestly, I'm going to tell you nothing falls outside of the Mueller probe, <laughs> but he's being very careful to only include those things that, uh, that, so that he, you know, he has a bulletproof case and he can't be taken down. Yeah. Um, for saying, you know, he, thought he handed off Cohen, he handed off the, the you know, he just keeps handing everything off. The only thing he's keeping is this Manafort stone shit, like yeah. Russian shit. Mm-hmm. So I'm trying to decide, and I think I'm leaning toward allowing indictments, uh, of people in the current um, election year and because this is going to go on into 2020 as well yeah uh, as long as it has to do with russian interference um, i think that maybe we can count it what do you guys think
6: I oh yeah
0: i know it's a tricky one but I, i'm leaning towards muller is a, he's a special prosecutor so this does have an effect on what he's he's mm-hmm. like in my, in my opinion just the, the interfe- interference it seems like he's the only one that's like really on top of the interference aspect
1: right? he had nothing to do with this this is who just, else this would be in charge of it, main then? justice this is Maine oh. justice in the Eastern pr- Prosecutors in the Eastern District of Virginia. Oh, he won't yeah. even touch it at all. Okay. Well, he might. But well, we've not,
6: been doing
5: Southern District stuff, but only because Mueller passed it off to he them. He started I off guess. with it,
1: yeah. Well, he, he like Manafort's being handled in the Eastern District of Virginia, but, it, but Mueller has retained the case because it has to do with Russia. Mm-hmm. But Mueller did not find this. This is not a Mueller thing. Our justice system is actually working, working <laughs> and looking for Russians to interfere. And I kind of want to reward that behavior by allowing it to be included in the fantasy indictment. I think so, <laughs> yeah. honorary
0: including yeah, yeah, yeah,
5: I also think, although we are Mueller, Mueller-centric, the issue is Trump-Russia collusion. There and you so go. so if, yeah, if this conceivably fits into Trump-Russia collusion... Yeah,
1: here's how we can connect it, because... Trump has done nothing to punish The Russians that's why this shit is allowed mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> yes. yes
1: And why it's or happening who knows,
5: Maybe down the line they would actually find some sort of connection uh, Yeah and like Either I way, said I think it
0: still falls under it yeah
1: Well it doesn't but like I said we don't know if it does or not mm-hmm. Because I do not Know if Mueller referred this case or if Justice found it all on, on the by their lonesome
0: Yeah okay but like Jordan was saying Even if down the line it's a collusion related Would that fall under our fantasy just under our jurisdiction at all. And when it comes to it's not Mueller under the name, but it's what he's looking into. I don't. But know. Mueller's not looking into this. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So he you might. I, is what you're saying he so might later. The okay.
1: Kind of the line I was drawing is: it, is it from Mueller? Does it come from Mueller? Is okay. it an indictment that Mueller created, In either case, by handing no. it off or whatever. In yeah, this case, yeah. no. But now I'm I'm what I'm trying to say is if it's Russian interference, I kind of want to include it, even though it's not Mueller related.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Just an honorary one. I think that's perfect.
1: All right, so we'll 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 count it. And I appreciate the distinction you're making, I feel making unethical
0: too. making that argument because I had a rando on my team. All of us did. <laughs> we did. I did, had a yeah. rando from last week, yeah. Well, you know, whatever. <clears throat>
6: um,
1: so, <laughs> we're not making any money from we're this. We're fixing it, yeah. So <laughs> if you had a rando this week, you're going to get, uh, what is it, two points for a rando? Ooh, ooh, two points. Or one point. Oh,
0: one, one point sounds more one. like it. Yeah,
1: it's the lowest one. It's in there. We'll yeah, find yeah. it. The reality exists, despite what I say. <laughs> uh, so uh, we're going to do that, and then I'm going to keep... stone on there butina uh i like butina uh kushner and i'm gonna have two randos because this shit could start heating up
0: okay i'm i'm gonna pre-election stick stick with uh junior kush ivanka papa kush and uh i'll take off my rando and put stone in that place
1: actually i'm gonna take a rando off and put dt jr back on i just got to keep him on there
5: yeah yeah I'm doing Kushner Stone and three randos. Oh, shit. It's like a full house. dang. No junior, huh? No junior right now. All right. All right, guys. You ready for sabotage? Yes. Yes.
1: All right, guys. This week, the Wall Street Journal reported late Friday, well, midday Friday, that Mueller is now looking into the possible connections of Peter Smith to WikiLeaks, saying he knew in advance... Of the release of the Podesta emails by WikiLeaks, much like Stone did. So we've been talking about Peter Smith for a while now, months and months. Actually, ever since Russian Roulette came out, he's the political operative that was searching on the dark web for Hillary emails, uh, and he had now like later on we found out that he had funded he had one hundred fifty thousand dollars to fund this project, fifty thousand of which was his own cash, mm-hmm. and he's the guy who was uh, who killed himself and had asphyxiated himself in a hotel room and had a note next to him that said no foul play whatsoever sure. like what kind of even if you wrote that note what kind of fucked up guy and fucked up shit are you into where you have to leave a note that said there was no foul play exactly
0: what else happened then? like i hang
1: out with murderers and shit but they didn't have anything to do with this this was all me <laughs> that's just weird very weird. What a weird. weird sad note but apparently his health was failing Oh. And so he, he he took his own life. Now, so he was out looking for shit on the web, and now there are Mueller is looking into the possible connections of, of Peter Smith to WikiLeaks because now uh, apparently um, there is proof showing that that Peter Smith knew about the advance release from WikiLeaks, uh, uh, the strategic timing release from uh, of WikiLeaks information. Right. For, specifically, I think they're talking about the Podesta emails in this story. Oh. It's a really interesting story. You guys should check it out. Um, this really kind of only bolsters my stone. Uh, pick For this week for yeah. the Fantasy Indictment League I'm, I don't think you can indict a dead guy <laughs> um, So I don't You know otherwise Because we, we, I used to have Peter Smith on mm-hmm. our Fantasy Indictment draft list And we had to remove him because I didn't know Until we read Russian Roulette that he had passed away Exactly um, uh, But you know then Adam Schiff got all of his documents From his estate and so they have it all So um, Stone's
0: the next connection to this guy He is mm-hmm. and so
1: is Corsi So oh. you might want to think about if you want to add Corsi Or not
0: That's a good point. I still have stones, so I'll stick with them. But what about you guys? I'm keeping mine. Okay. All right, kids. Are you
1: ready to flip it blue? Oh,
0: yeah. (laughs)
1: And joining us today for our Flip It Blue segment is Democratic candidate for Senate in Mississippi, David Beria. David, welcome to Mueller she wrote.
2: Thanks for having me, AJ. Glad to join you. AG, hey, I apologize.
1: No, nope, it's okay. <laughs> you know what? It doesn't matter. It's not, it's, it's all a pseudonym anyway. So <laughs> it's yeah. actually anything that's not my real name is fine. Got ya. Wonderful. So tell us a little bit about what you're trying to do for Mississippi and Mississippians.
2: Well, we're trying to get rid of our um, 30 years of Republicans helping themselves rather than helping Mississippians while in Washington serving us ostensibly in the United States Senate and in the Congress. We have uh, had leadership in Washington and in Jackson at our state capitol that has made a lot of poor decisions that I think uh, were designed to continue to keep us divided as a people rather than to lift us up and unite us so that we can move from 50th place maybe into 49th or 48th or maybe even into the 30s. And we have the potential to do that in Mississippi, but we've just had really poor leadership for a long time. And we've done boneheaded things like refuse to take Medicaid expansion under the ACA and We've prioritized cutting taxes for out-of-state corporations over doing things like, you know, funding our K-12 educational system or fixing roads and bridges in the state. And so I think that it's time to uh, have some leadership that focuses on the things that we need to focus on in Mississippi that helps everyday working people. And, you know, in addition to that, we just need somebody with a statewide platform who can change the conversation and let folks outside of our state know that we're not all backwards and that we can be welcoming we just need leadership that exemplifies uh, those ideals
1: yeah that's that sounds great i feel like um i mean mississippi is pretty red uh as far as as um you know republican versus democrat goes but yeah they've kind of been missing that leadership they like you said it's been corporate tax breaks it's been special interests um tell us a, a little bit about your opponent
2: Well, let me first, if I could, respond to something you just said. We're we're pretty red when you look at the number of statewide elected officials that are Republican or Democrat. But if you actually look at the numbers and you you dig a little deeper, we're really not as red as you would think. And one of the reasons why is we've got the largest black voting age population of any state. We're at 38 percent. And next door in Alabama, they were significantly lower and they elected a Democrat. Uh, Now, the the person who was running against Doug Jones was, you you know, somebody who was loathsome. And, uh, you know, we don't have that exact same dynamic in this race. But uh, my opponent is Roger Wicker. I call him rubber stamp Roger uh, because he like a lot of Republicans in Congress now really doesn't have a, a thought or an idea of his own. He simply adopts what our current president says, and they brag about being, you know, 100% in alignment with our president. Uh, You know, we had a senator who just retired, so we have two Senate races on the ballot this year. Our other senator, Thad Cochran, was actually a statesman. Um, You can't really say that about my opponent. He's been in Washington for 24 years, 12 years in the House, 12 years in the Senate, and there's just not much to show for it. Uh, So, you know, this is a person who's Sort of fits the Republican mold. You know, he's he's an older white dude, uh, and you, you know he's a part of the establishment. But uh, it just you know, he's not that inspiring to uh, to moderate Republicans and independents, and certainly not to Democrats.
1: Now, is he a Trump Republican or is he? I mean, I guess sort of all Republicans have sort of fallen in line with Trump. Trump's kind of taken over the Republican Party. But would you say he's more of a Trump Republican or an old school Republican?
2: Uh, He was an old school Republican who has become a Trump Republican. And that's one of the reasons why I'm running against him. And and frankly, I think that's one of the reasons why I think we have a very good shot at at beating him. And the other thing that I think is important for folks to know is that despite having five or six million dollars. Uh, in the bank. And despite having served in Washington for 24 years, he doesn't have any polling results in the last two years that show him above 47 or 48 percent. And in a recent NBC poll, he's actually slipped backwards down to 43 percent. And that particular poll undersampled the black vote by about eight points. So when adjusted for that, he's actually down around 40 or maybe 39. And and I am uh, in that poll. I would be very, very close when adjusted for the, the black vote in a midterm election.
1: Now, I know <clears throat> in some states uh, right now, like Georgia and North Dakota, they're facing a lot of voter suppression issues. Do you have any of that going on in Mississippi?
2: Well, none that we know of. I mean, we've sort of gone through that battle uh, with regard to voter ID, and our voter ID law is not as drastic as some other states, but uh, but we've, we've gone through that process, and then we, from time to time, time to see... Uh, Voter purges and that sort of thing. We haven't really noticed anything of late, um, but you know, there, there, we went through that process a couple of years ago.
1: Okay, well, that's good. That's good news. Um, that, that that is getting to a lot of people. Um, some of those uh, ID laws that are coming out and closing polling places and making it hard to get a driver's license, etc., um, especially disenfranchising uh, marginalized uh, voters. So, that's good that you're not seeing that there and. And finally, I wanted to talk about. You touched on it a little bit about talking to your Medi- uh, talking about your Medicare expansion that you you guys did not take. A lot of a lot of Republican governors didn't take that uh, money. They left, you know, millions, if not billions, on the table.
2: Uh, and yeah, absolutely. I, we've been holding a series of town halls around the state, and generally speaking, the first question, uh, first substantive question, is always about healthcare. So it's it's clearly on the minds of Mississippians as well as uh, you know, Americans more generally and and my opponent has been amongst that group that has voted to weaken protections for people with pre-existing conditions while in congress and and you probably are aware of this but there are about 52 million Americans that have a pre-existing condition that would let insurance companies deny coverage if the ACA didn't prohibit that so you know while the ACA was not perfect it was a damn good start And it's something that we should have had bipartisan support to try to improve so that we improve health care throughout America. And obviously, we all know that what happened was the Republicans voted 72 72 or three times in the House to try to repeal it with nothing to replace it. And they're continuing to talk about trying to pull that rug uh, that has now insured 20 million Americans uh, out from under them. And in Mississippi, you know, we have a very direct uh, result. Negative result based on our few are because of our failure to expand in Medicaid, in that we have rural hospitals that are failing. We have five that have filed bankruptcy in just the last two months. We have others that are having to close emergency rooms and are to sell off to, uh, to to large healthcare conglomerates. And so it's a, it's a really an acute problem, to borrow from you know medical terminology, in Mississippi right now. And we we have one in Clarksdale, Mississippi in the Delta that uh, has 484 employees, and the county has been given two weeks to try to figure out what to do because the uh, the Tennessee company, I think it's Curey, has filed bankruptcy and is now threatening to close the hospital. So it's a very, very serious issue because we have such large rural areas in Mississippi where, you know, folks are already driving a long way just to go to the hospital, and then if their nearest one closes, you can see the problem that that would lead to.
1: Yeah, and uh, that's astounding to me but can you maybe talk healthcare i think is the number one issue on voters minds this election and i'm so glad that you're you're focused on healthcare and that you're focused on these issues uh, in this upcoming election can you tell uh, tell me where people can uh, maybe donate to your campaign or where they can find information on your platforms and your and your campaign
2: absolutely um and thank you for the opportunity to do that um, our website is www.baria that's b a r i a 4 f o r mississippi spelled out Dot com, uh, And there is a donate link on the website along, along with uh, various my various positions on our platform on policy issues. Uh, I'm also on social media, on Facebook and on Twitter and Instagram as well. Uh, and if someone wants to email the campaign for specific information, they can do that at info at com. And, of course, we would... Welcome any contribution, large or small. We're still fundraising in this last two-week stretch, and in, in fact, I'm I'm uh, I'm going to one here in just a couple of hours. So um, we we would appreciate any help that anyone wants to provide. Help us flip a very red seat to blue in Mississippi. This is actually achievable in, in our state this year. We could actually elect two Democrats to represent the state of Mississippi.
1: Yeah, that would be amazing. So so David, I've I found out you have a podcast called Civil Civil Conversations, and recently. Uh, you had some discussion on your podcast about how Trump was at his rally mocking um, Dr. Blase Ford. Uh, She she was the woman um, that was wrapped up in the Kavanaugh confirmation hearings and the Me Too movement. Can you talk a little bit about um, some of those conversations you had and maybe a little bit about your podcast?
2: Yeah, I'll be happy to talk about it. Uh, You know, the the podcast has been interesting for me. Uh, We started it because we thought people might be interested in knowing why, you know, sort of the story behind why the Mississippi legislature does some of the crazy things that it does. And so I interviewed uh, several of my colleagues, both Democrat and Republican, and they were kind enough to sit down and talk through with me, you know, their thinking behind the way uh, they craft policy over at the Capitol. That's the story behind Civil Conversations. But the particular episode uh, that you're referring to, we we've taped it right after the president flew into South Haven, Mississippi and held the big rally uh, where my opponent was there and also Senator Cindy Hyde-Smith, uh, who's also running this year. She was also there, and he made the the atrocious comments that he made uh, making fun of Dr. Blase Ford, and, and it just so happened that I was holding one of my town halls about a mile and a half from where the president came in. We scheduled hours first. you know. They came. And just it just happened to be in the same area uh, in close proximity. And I didn't hear the comments uh, until later because I was holding my town hall. And when I heard them, it was just nauseating. And in the you know, it's our president trades in cruelty. He likes to be cruel to people. He thinks it elevates him somehow. Uh, and, and so it was it was just sickening to see the crowd of uh, folks there. I know, you know, it's, that particular location is right on the state line between Tennessee and Mississippi. Uh, so I know that they weren't all Mississippians, but. They were uh, there were a lot of Mississippians laughing as the president mocked and demeaned a person who I think showed great courage in coming forward with nothing to gain and telling her story uh, and so, it, to me, it, it brought to mind uh, other times in Mississippi history when good people stood by and allowed bad things to happen. And you know, there there were a few that would stand up every now and then, but, but there were for a long time there were good people who stood by and did nothing. And I, I just reflected on sometimes
1: that's worse, right? When yeah. when when good people stand by and do nothing, that, that, that's that's so. Uh, yeah, that sometimes that's worse.
2: Well, it, it gives tacit approval to the to the terrible acts, and and so my opponent Roger Wicker was there in that crowd that night. Uh, you know, I don't I don't know if there's any video of him actually clapping or laughing, but you we, we have to presume. Every, you know, everybody in there seemed to enjoy it, and uh, and so you, it, I think there was an article written shortly after that about this whole issue of the president's cruelty and, and other folks who were similar actors, and they compared uh, the the lynchings. Back in the 40s and 50s and, and I think maybe even into the 60s uh, in some places where folks would stand by and just watch cruelty. It was it was a spectacle and they seemed to enjoy it. And, and And so it's very sad to me that there's always a way to demonize the other for some folks, whether that is that other is folks with dark skin or, or women or Muslims or whatever you you want to select as the other to put down to make yourself feel better. And Mississippi has a sordid path of doing that. And, and I would have hoped that we would have moved forward. And we have some, but obviously we still fall back into that, uh, those old ways every now and then. And, and there's this old adage in Mississippi that came to mind. And that is, and I don't know who said it, but as it goes this way. As long as one man is holding another man in the ditch with his boot on his neck, they're both stuck in the ditch. And to me, that sort of sums up where we've been in Mississippi for way too long. And that's another reason why I'm running for the United States Senate. I, I, I want to change that.
1: That's quite a powerful image. Um, and, I, you know, to think about it, you know, like let's both get out of the ditch and move forward together.
2: Exactly. You have to you have, to have a little empathy with people that you represent to be able to, to hear what they have to say and to be able to craft policies that lift people up and unite. And that's the only way that Mississippi is ever going to move forward. If we keep holding our boot metaphorically on another man's neck in the ditch, then we're all stuck in the ditch.
1: Yeah. And I, I had no idea your opponent was at that rally that night when they were all mocking and laughing um, at, at Blase Ford. He was. Wow, that's... That's a lot to think about.
2: Well, it's there are a lot of powerful images there. And, uh, you know, it's, it's just sad because, you know, as much as you like to think that we as a people have moved forward, we're, we're really not fully embracing the 21st century. And, you know, one of the things that I talk about as I'm going to these town halls is there are a lot of systemic problems in Mississippi. There's education, there's health care, there's infrastructure. We have this brain drain where people are leaving our state droves. But a very simple thing that we do that would speak volumes is to simply take down our state flag and put it in a museum. It's the only flag left in America that still has the stars and bars of the Confederacy, which is the the rallying flag for the KKK and skinheads and, and, you know, these white supremacists. And it would just speak volumes to the world, I think, if Mississippi was to put that flag away and say, look, we are going to turn the corner. We're going to be welcoming to everyone. We're going to join the 21st century. Why don't you come to Mississippi and help us? And right now, we don't have leadership that, that wants to do that.
1: Wow, that would be a very powerful message. So you're you're for a new flag for Mississippi.
2: Absolutely. And uh, you know, I, I don't have uh, any particular flag in mind other than the Stennis flag that is out there. Uh, I'm not, you know, I don't say that it has to be that one, but but that is a... It's got a good story behind it. It's created by uh, the granddaughter of um, Senator John Stennis, who was a Mississippi senator uh, way back in the day. And, uh, you know, I think it it's just tells a good story. And it is something that, that we could all embrace. You know, it's, it's not been used by any hate group. It's not been used for any particular, uh, you know, purpose other than just, uh, you know, a lot of folks are flying it now. And it, it's, it's a good flag. You know, a flag needs to be something that people can rally around rather than being offensive to 40 percent of the people who have to uh, walk into buildings and in universities and in public places where the, that flag is flying.
1: What a great idea. Yeah, I was I'm former Navy. Uh, we have an aircraft carrier named after your senator and uh, what he was a great yeah. man.
2: Yeah, he did a lot for the state of Mississippi and in Mississippi, you know. We, we have uh, representatives in Washington who, once they go up there, they tend to serve for about as long as they want, particularly when they're doing good things. Uh, and Stennis was a great senator. But uh, the people that we have in Washington now, I don't think anybody can really say that about.
1: That's a very good point. Um, David Beria, thank you so much for joining us today. Is there anything else you'd like to add or any other uh, uh, websites you'd like to talk about or places people can go to support your campaign?
2: No, I've, I've mentioned my website. I've mentioned social media. Uh, you know, we have an ad up and running on television, and we're trying to keep it up. And people should keep in mind that uh, we're we're running against someone who is entrenched, and he's got a lot of money, and uh, we're, we're doing a lot with a little. I've always run against uh, folks with greater resources, and I have won four times now. And I think we can win this time, too. We're just trying to... Uh, raise enough money to do what we need to do and continue to work our grassroots effort, which is obviously more powerful than money.
1: It is. It's, It's. yeah, again, grassroots campaigning, people on the streets. Bring three friends who aren't going to vote. Take them to vote. Um, get young people out. Everybody visit bariaformississippi.com. That's B-A-R-I-A, the word for F-O-R, mississippi.com find out how you can help today get out there knock on doors bring your friends and let's flip it blue
2: thank you ag all
1: right guys this has been fun i've been ag i've been jaleesa johnson i've
5: been jordan coburn and this is muller she wrote
1: (laughs) muller she wrote is produced and engineered by ag with editing and logo design by jaleesa johnson our marketing consultant and social media manager is Sarah Lee Steiner, and our subscriber and communications director is Jordan Coburn. Fact-checking and research by AG, and research assistance by Jalisa Johnson and Jordan Coburn. Our merchandising managers are Sarah Lee Steiner and Sarah Hirschberger Valencia. Our web design and branding are by Joelle Reeder with Moxie Design Studios, and our website is mullersherote.com.
4: Hi, I'm Dan Dunn, host of What We're Drinking with Dan Dunn, the most wildly entertaining adult beverage-themed podcast in the history of the medium. That's right. The boozy best of the best, baby. And we have the cool celebrity promos to prove it. Check this out. Hi, I'm Allison Janney,
3: and you're here with me on What We're Drinking with Dan Dunn. And that's my sexy voice.
2: Boom.
4: Boom is right, Academy Award winner Allison Janney. As you can see, celebrities just love this show.